damn, Gary. Some serious gourmet shit. What flavor is this? That's right, it's the all hell medium roast private blend. Check out the Geek Grind Coffee Nerdrotic page for our other options like the Decadence, Feathers of Liberty, Vanilla Infused Flavored Coffee. Or if you're looking for something darker, try the Dark Roast FNT blend of the Fellowship. You know what? Just buy all three. GeekGrindCoffee.com. Use discount code Nerdrotic. The following program is rated TV-MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Before we do anything, uh, X-Ray Girl, what is Dan Vasque's current subscriber count? Wow. Uh, Dan Vasque, YouTube. Just checking. He, he checking. sang that little ditty. Uh, before him. Beautiful 905,000. 905. That's less than 907, isn't it? Yeah. It sure yeah. is. I got you! I got you! You know, he's just going to sing one Christmas song and it's over for you. You know what? Yep. I anticipated that and I have something for the end of the year to counter it. So it's on, baby. Can you counter I love Christians at Christmas or something? That's what he'll do. <laughs> well, I love Christian middle-aged women at Christmas and then boom. He's it up and shout at the devil after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, you know, Dan, Dan's, Dan's a, uh, he, he is a sexy man. He's in good shape. He has to run from gangs of children trying to mug him every day and <laughs> in good shape. So no, hail Dan Vasque. I love Dan Vasque. May the best man win. That's right. God, I wish I was able to cut off his man bun too. Cause you know what? Cutting off Garrett's man bun might've been one of the, I mean, aside from a couple of other things, one of the been, been, uh, most satisfying moments of my life. <laughs> so, wow. Wow. Great. Uh, I did it live on Normal World. You can go see it. I almost cut. I almost scalped them. I did. I'd have kept it if I did. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the real BBC bagging, boarding and chatting. And yes, we did bring the sexy this week. Hi, Az. How's it going? Oh, man. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. How you doing? I was just looking at somebody whose avatar picture is a married couple with your and my face on it. 
<laughs> and well, I'm just like, it looks so good though. It does look so good. How you doing? Uh, oh my god, what a week! Uh, we've got some breaking news, which we're going to go into in a moment, and we've got the Soska sisters here as well. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be just just geek geek Armageddon today. It kind of is. It's girl boss Armageddon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're all Canadian. That's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah, it's a small Canadian invasion. Yeah. Is that um, where you go out to people's houses and ask them politely to leave? And if they say no, then you go, okay, never mind, and walk on to the next house. <laughs> we call that a Canadian standoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you get a cold and somebody comes by and goes, have you thought about self-deletion today? Oh, man. Number, number three cause of death in Canada right now. Yeah, if you need anything. It's Canada. Need mobility, medicine, finances. They say, we have you the- considered dying? Yeah, it's, it's a, it it's, it's everything. Yeah, the, the Canadian government wants to be the leading cause of death. Did you just see the Marvels? Yes. Have you considered dying? <laughs> yes. yes. I like that watching that movie. I can survive the Marvels. I can survive anything. I can survive anything. I like that. <laughs> Hi, Mahler. Mahler outside Hello. of every screening of the Marvels. <laughs> Did you go to the theater to watch the uh, Marvels, Mahler? Yeah, yeah, there was um, there was a slot open, really early showing for me and Rags in India, so we decided we'd meet up there and uh, just have a little look-see. It was a great time. Hey, There's more breaking news, by the way. Uh, by the more way, it was a very crowded theater in India, seeing that it was starring a Muslim Pakistani superhero. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I saw like everybody there, so many people, so many friends who were all in that one theater in India, just checking it out, you know? It's fun to yeah. Hang on just a second. Wow. He's in. Uh, so oh, that's wow. about uh, 20 cents. Thank you, Dan Vask. I still appreciate that. That's 20 cents that wasn't stolen by the hordes of children that chase you around in your country. Uh, congratulations on passing me, Gary. I truly hope nothing bad happens to your channel before Christmas, like being demonetized or banned. Changing subjects. Could someone in the panel tell me? What this so-called N-word is? Brazilian <laughs> 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 trying to learn. Oh, it's called. You know what that N-word is? Nega. It's the nega. Nerd rotic. That's what it is. As just stepped all over my joke. Damn it. Yeah. That's what you do, baby. Who would have some jokes and they killed each other? Dang. I know. The big We're both good. <laughs> um, I was going to say, by the way, it's so funny to be a part of this show every week and have you. You keep saying, as soon as the Marvels comes out, Dan, I'm going to I'm going to have a chance. <laughs> it comes out, and it was true. But will it be enough to get you over the finish line? Mm, I've got something Ooh. up my sleeve in my pocket. If let's put it this way, if Rings of Power season two came out this week, it would be over. It would just be completely oh, yeah. over. Would. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to sing Amazing Grace on Christmas Eve live. Are you? <laughs> He's going to finish the Witcher game live. Yes, while I'm singing Amazing Grace. <laughs> season one review while saving, while singing Saving Grace, I'm playing uh, Witcher. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I hear you're a really good gamer, Gary. Oh, I'm excellent. <laughs> I'm the best here. <laughs> My skills no, no, no equal. So yeah. sisters. Yep. Is that me? That's yeah. me talking. That's Sorry, that's my phone near my thing. Sorry. Okay. Every door he's road. found, he's vanquished so far. Oh, sick. Uh, how, how you doing? You know? 
Hi, X-ray girl. It was nice seeing you when you hung out with us. I miss you guys already, but we're already talking about the next meetup, LA Comic Con. Very excited. Uh, it's Comic Con, right? Not Fan Expo. It's Comic Con, yeah. It's okay. LA Comic Con. It'll be my first actual Comic Con, so I'm excited. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Like, the nice. last thing was a Fan Expo, so I don't know what the difference between those are. The, Sorry, it's the same Normie. thing. Fan Expo is a con. You just can't call it a Comic Con because Comic Con will sue some places, but not others for oh, using the term Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's the same thing. Uh, fan Expos are more um, hyper focused on celeb signings and stuff. And LA Comic Con is more of a like we have, you know, the movie stuff, but we still have a lot of comics there. So, cool beans. and it's run by the lady who uh, invented and started Hot Topic. That's cool. Yeah, she's she's an old punk rock girl. She's cool as hell. I mean, she can't help what it turned into, but uh, she sold it before that. But she's yeah, she's cool lady, cool lady. Nice. That I just wake up. I've been up for hours. Are you kidding me? Um, and our very special guest. Uh, they've they've actually written comic books. They are going to be writing a comic book for the Ripperverse, the Soska Sisters. Hey, what's up? for having us we love the real bbc we love watching you uh it's creepy you can see us back so hi chad i'm sorry i'm not in there i'm amish so i can't do both at the same time even though we're both two girls sorry that came out wrong i'm sylvia two girls one stream i'm jen in case y'all don't know i have fangs naturally and uh my voice is a little deeper because i used to date jack daniels we hook up still but it's over oh well i mean that that you don't want to know what that was kind of like uh that's me and my wife for years before we got married we broke her. she broke up with me because i was a horrible boyfriend but we always hooked up so <laughs> you have still a very romantic Jack. relationship daniels <laughs> <laughs> one day me and daniels will be like uh marriage weird photos of me with one of those giant jack bottles being like i finally did it guys we made yeah. it work. yeah <laughs> I had to break up with alcohol a long time ago. Wasn't very, very good together. Respect. And, uh, well, the, and the hard times. Have you been clean and sober, Gary? Uh, I'm uh, approaching ten years. Fucking <gasps> wow. a! Thank you, thank you. Uh, one day at a time. I'm, I'm not there yet. <clears throat> Couple months, but uh, thank you. I appreciate it. That's you got this. Yeah. I'm going to celebrate by getting really fucking high. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Only if the meteor is coming down and we know it's going to crash. It's like, all right, why not? Um, <laughs> so we have some breaking news. Uh, we have a couple breaking news. We have breaking news of something being broken some more. Uh, yeah, looks like it. And we've got some little breaking news, but some fun breaking news. So the what do we want to start with? The, the well, fun breaking news is Ralph Macchio and Jackie Chan are going to be making a new Karate Kid film. <gasps> what? I'm. Is it going to be connected to the show? Uh, I don't know, but uh, they've just announced that they're working together and they're going to be uh, making a new Karate Kid movie. And uh, I love them both. So I'm. And I think you know, obviously, Cobra Kai is an amazing show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm okay with this. But isn't one? Japanese and well, I don't know if they're going to have Jackie Chan as I don't. I didn't see the crappy 
Karate Kid with uh, Will Smith's fucking daughter offspring, shall we say? I don't know what to call them anymore. Um, so I don't know if he was playing Jackie Chan was playing a completely different character or if he was playing Mister Miyagi. But I imagine Jackie Chan would be Chinese in it, not Japanese. Yeah. Maybe That's it's introducing kung fu into the into Maybe the it's kung fu kid. I'm down with the kung fu kid. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Transitioning their style of fighting. Yeah. There you go. Meshing, scissoring. They're creating world peace, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> through kung fu and karate. Through kung fu and karate. <laughs> world, world peace through punching well, and kicking. Actually, girl, you explain the differences because we don't know. I don't know. know. <laughs> 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 Why? She's I'm Viet Asian? Chinese, remember? She's Viet Chinese. <laughs> Viet Chinese? I like that. I'm only half, and that half doesn't know that. Yeah. Fighting. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, I have quarter Asian son who's Maybe quarter Viet Chinese. Yeah, he might know. Ask him. Yeah, ask him. Okay, so, uh, Mahler, what is our breaking news? Well, I guess I'll just go because that's as has provided a source that's a lot more chunky. Um, mm. I guess we'll be reading from that. Uh, sure, I can read it, you know, because I'm particularly annoyed by this. But yeah, I guess it was inevitable. Like you have a better voice. So the, the last Vanity few Fair article. Yeah, mm -hmm. the last few streams I've had with a certain Star Wars theory have been about the nature of the control of Star Wars and how a lot of people assume it's like, well, Dave Filoni would be the best person and. Me and Ryan have made many an argument against that idea and how it's a catastrophe for him to be in control. But at the same time, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, that this would be happening. But yes, the, the title is Star Wars Undertakes Universe-Shaking Changes After Ahsoka. Creator Dave Filoni, Rosario Dawson, Hayden Christensen, and Natasha Liu, Lee, Liu Bordizzo reveal how their show altered the galactic landscape. That's just funny. Like, what? As if the show was like groundbreaking in any way, shape, or form. Most people have forgotten what happened in it. Uh, uh, sorry to interrupt here, but let's keep in mind Vanity Fair is the mouthpiece for Hollywood. These are the assholes yeah, who yeah, ran yeah. the fan attacks for Disney Star Wars and Amazon's The Rings of Power before anybody really said anything horrible, right? Uh, continue, please. Dave Filoni has a new mission in the Star Wars universe after guiding Rosario Dawson's force-wielding hero to distant celestial realms in the first season of Ahsoka. That's an appropriate reaction, Gary. Uh, the writer... Yeah, the writer-producer-director who started out working alongside George Lucas on the animated Clone Wars show nearly two decades ago has ascended to a new position at Lucasfilm, one that will give him input into all the galactic storytelling going forward. All, guys. Everything to do with Star Wars has now got his fingers well, on it. It's Ahsoka. Ahsoka's in everything now. Yeah, Ahsoka will start to turn up like thousands of years before she was born. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm what's called Chief Creative Officer of Lucasfilm, Filoni tells Vanity Fair, which places him into the development process much earlier and in a much more expansive capacity than his previous <laughs> adversary advisory <laughs> duties. <clears throat> in the past, in a lot of projects, I'd be brought into it. I would see it after it had already developed in good ways. Um, I'm oh, sorry, I was reading off this screen. So, <laughs> yeah. So, my question is who was handling this prior to him? Wasn't it Michelle Rajwan? Or, no or was it role, Kathleen like, Kennedy? 
Like who was? I thought it was Kathleen Kennedy, but maybe it's so, like have we have we ever heard a role referred to specifically as the uh, chief creative officer? No, no, because I know Michelle Rajwan was handling. She's for she was she's gone now, but she was from uh, Bad Re- Reboot. Mm-hmm. She was handling merchandising too. Filoni will now work more directly with Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. Yay! Yay. And alongside Carrie Beck, a veteran producer turned head of development to originate and shepherd the next generation of Star Wars shows and movies. Yeah, how's that going? (laughs) I mean, he does qualify as an effeminate enough man to be in charge of Lucasfilm. I mean, they couldn't have one who's actually masculine, so. Dave Filoni is a middle-aged woman. He is. How dare you? So cool is wonderful. I don't know. Oh, I, I haven't seen enough interview stuff. Nothing with him. happened. Nothing they swapped places. They went, hey, we've come from here. Would you like to go there? Yes, we'll stay here. That at the end. Ahsoka. It was great. After spending many years involved in the creation of Star Wars animation, including the Rebels series, he became increasingly involved in live action as a producer with Jon Favreau on The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. What an achievement those were. Especially that last season of Mandalorian. The Book of Boba Fett apparently is like, was very much like their, you know, project as well as uh, Robert Rodriguez's. Um, did you hear about uh, Mandalorian? What specifically? <laughs> what Sackoff said? Kate, yeah, Katie Sackoff yeah. has now said, oh, no, I'm not going to be the Mandalorian going forward. That's uh-huh. still very much, um, you know, uh, Dan Jinjin Din Djarin is very much the Mandalorian. It's just like, yeah, that's not what Din Djarin's actor said. But yeah, <laughs> sure, you go. Well, maybe it it'll not just... what Favreau said either. Didn't they say yeah. one of them said? Yeah, I think going Favreau forward? said like it was always about multiple Mandalorians. <laughs> uh... This is a corporation rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. That's all this is. This is corporatism gone wild in Hollywood. It doesn't fucking work. This is the most tone deaf. Dumb decision. Yeah. I, I can't say Disney's ever made. No, this is very consistent with Disney. It's a very consistent with a, a company that's lost its way, has no fucking idea what it's doing. None. I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they had told like Dave that we'll announce this officially, you know, in, in three years from now, like three years ago or something. They were like, yeah, just, just do the producing on these couple of shows and then we'll give you more of a, you know, the official role. But he probably was just doing this role already for all we know. Um, all right, where are we? Uh, in this new role, it's opened up to basically everything that's going on, Feloni says. When we're planning the future of what we're doing now, I'm involved at the inception phase. Oh, good. So he's at the core of like all things that will be coming out in Star Wars. That's great. So we can categorically, without any fear of being incorrect, blame him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He will be responsible now for everything that happens with Star Wars. The news comes a little over a month after the conclusion of Ahsoka, an eight-episode Disney Plus series that explored how Dawson's Jedi grappled with her legacy of being trained by Anakin Skywalker. Yes, that's what that show was about. The mentor who became the galactic tyrant Darth Vader. In case you didn't know, Star Wars fans, that's who Anakin Skywalker is. Due to the long-running Hollywood strikes... I know, I mean... I'm just I'm just mean, I guess. I don't know. Neither Filoni nor Dawson were able to speak about the show when it debuted. In a Vanity Fair exclusive, both of them are now free to discuss the changes the show brought to the broader Star Wars narrative, both on screen and behind the scenes. 
exciting. Um, and and what was that exactly? Uh, I guess we're about to find out because I fucking couldn't tell from what I is saw. It, is it, it going to broaden Star Wars to have long pauses between dialogue and slow walks up hallways and women staring at each other? More stretching a single episode into a whole season, please. Okay. Arm folding. Oh, arm folding. Do not get the arm folding. That's right. <laughs> Hope we get plenty of that. Lots of arm fold. Because when you fold your arms, you're saying to the audience, I'm folding my arms. I'm folding my arms. I'm serious. I'm ready. This is very serious. Sosuke Sisters, got a question <laughs> for you. Sure. Yeah. You're, you're women. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Last time what? I've checked, which Are was. Are you sure? Well, I don't want to assume anything in today's day and age. It's very sensitive of you. You're very sensitive. Very progressive man here. Um, what is it with Marvel, Disney, main uh, big corporation production companies? Because you've been in, in film for a long, long time now. What is it with this fascination that women are brand new? Only just you know, been discovered, no, no, just no, like black exactly people. Just been discovered. Oh my god! Look at uh, look at this new species we just found. I I feel a lot of it is an overcorrection after Me Too because it's the exact same people, and they're like, oh, what the fuck do women like? And that's why they seem like aliens in movies because they don't actually. It's not authentic. It's not coming from yeah. a real place. If it was coming from a real place, it'd feel like the '90s again, where it's like hot chicks blowing up shit, being sexy, like Princess Jasmine. Even like that's how she got Jafar. Like that—that that used to be like the cool thing to see in movies. I think it's also the patting themselves on the back. If they are not the ones doing the first female-led action film, they can't mm -hmm. really like say yay. And also, they don't know the subject material. If you bring up like Alien or like Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill, they've oh, never wow. even seen or the thought about man. those movies. It's like, were there women in those movies? Hell yeah, there were women in those movies. But even though those movies, especially Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill, it was a movie loved by men and women yeah. because men wanted to sleep with Taurus Satana and women wanted to be her and sleep with mm. her and sleep with her. <laughs> like the questions came up just like Michelle Pfeiffer. A lot of questions came up. Yeah. Pam Greer. Come on. Yeah. Got me through puberty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well done. The heartbreak kid did that for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Holly, Hollywood is the equivalent of uh, a husband who got caught cheating on his wife with her sister right after she was pregnant. And oh. Hollywood is now like completely like bringing flowers every day, gifts. And the only reason she's still with them is because she was pregnant. and She's going to divorce his ass as soon as she can. That's where Hollywood is with the whole Me Too. Harvey Weinstein did fucking ruin everything, that piece of shit. But it also, you know, uh, victimized a lot of men. Uh, we can't set that aside. Uh, oh, Roy yeah. Price. Yeah. Roy I Price. know so many famous guys that uh, NDA and everything. Chicks made up stories and went public with it because they knew they would have to pay them off and just rip that NDA up. Like people are, people in Hollywood are evil. No, they're absolutely evil. That we 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 can't underestimate that. You you know more than me, but I worked there for two years. Okay, so I worked there for two years and I've been in prison and there's more honor in prison. And I'm not joking. I'm not no, even I believe not you. I believe there's more honor in prison. I would I would talk to an A-lister with uh all of his friends and the moment he walked away, all of the friends would start talking shit. Every no. single fucking one. And I coming from Canada and going there, the culture shock was so weird because you'd be like 
don't any of you like each other? Like he thinks you like him. Mm. Look, look into the story, you know, after the stream of Roy Price, right? He used, he started Amazon prime. He was with Amazon. He's a former Disney executive. He was at a private party with Bezos, you know, yucking it up with people. And he made like a bad, no, I was actually kind of funny. It was a, a funny dick joke and he got canceled for it. Like run out of town, run out of Amazon, gone. He's the guy. Who joke at a party. It wasn't like a, a press party. conference. No. And, and wow. it was, uh, it was the, okay. Now this is just my opinion. Okay. The way it seemed like it was coordinated to get him out of there. Oh yeah. By, by, by certain people who, yeah. Yeah. If they actually morally cared, most people wouldn't be working in Hollywood. The most mm -hmm. interesting that happened thing that happened after me too. I remember we'd be doing meetings and they would be like, just so you know, they would be like, just so you know, he's assaulted a few girls. He's gone to jail. Nobody wow. really knows, but he's this. So, but he made these movies. So uh -huh. the one who can get, and these guys are all still working. Everybody They're is still working. there. Oh, they all did mad yeah. musical chairs at the agencies, especially around. Well, yeah. And what, to talk about the orchestration, now it's obvious. It's come out that Roseanne, she was being taken out of her show day one. Yeah. Well before the tweet came yep. out, they were already moving to remove her. Uh -huh. They started the writer's room without her. And then the tweet was just an excuse to be like, you know what? Let's shame her. Let's get rid of her. And let's get rid of a one of the most powerful women in the world who started so many people's career. Let's just get rid of her because there's no value in anything she's ever done. No. Because uh, wait, that was that was religion for us in the UK. Friday night, I think channel four, 10 p.m. Roseanne. Yeah. Even as kids, we were allowed to sit down and watch Roseanne. Is our buddy Chris yeah. Gore in the chat? Frank Gore? Always. He's yeah. always in the chat. Look What's what up, buddy? Said. <laughs> Hi, Chris! Hi, Chris! Am I the only one thinking about the those classic double mint gum commercials? <laughs> Me. No, you're not, Chris. You you you're amongst friends in the chat. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> amongst friends we can get back to this but uh, but thank you like, like that's great insight and it, it what protected everybody was having the right politics that's why so many our good friend jeremy from geeks and gamers says this all the time those who preach the most have the most to amen high. true amen. please continue Mahler, with this wonderful news of dave filoni taking over star wars oh i love that. Isn't it great Stop laughing. It's almost as though do you not love his wick? Is what's happening here, as explain yourself. No, no, I all of it. I, I bought it six times over. You know, it, it makes me think of the felonying as uh well <laughs> Jeremy, I destroyed you in that <laughs> argument, and I'm right. And I've always been right about that. So there you go. Uh all right. Happy days. Aiden Christensen, who returned to play the spirit of Anakin Skywalker in Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, that's a way to summarize that. Like, <laughs> I thought it was the he fever didn't. dream yeah, of Anakin he... Skywalker. Depends who you ask. I thought it was Force Ghost. There was time no. traveling Anakin. It's like, I don't fucking know what it you is. Know, you know what's funny, Mahler? On Friday night nights, every like Ryan, I love Ryan. Ryan like tries to do the devil's advocate thing. He was like writing a better fucking Ahsoka show, like while we were reviewing it. He's all, well, maybe they were doing this. And I'm like, yeah. you are projecting a lot onto this, bro. That's, dude, that's <laughs> what happened to PLJ back in the day. 
when everyone was mm. talking about what the film was, and it was like, wow, that's just not at all what happened. <laughs> like when they're like, you know, Luke redeemed himself. He understood him uh, himself. He he became like the character that you always was. He embodied the hero. It's like, what film did you watch? Like when, when did any of that happen? Um, and yeah, the same kind of goes for the Ahsoka show. A lot of people saw in it nothing that was actually there. That is, that's even down to like um, Balin, right? Like most people's favorite character. It's like yeah. there wasn't there wasn't much there at all. It's just no. the presence of the actor plus a couple of mysterious Ray things. Stevenson, that's it. Yeah, it's, he's it's, amazing. It's, it's the uh, may he rest in peace. God, what mm. a that's so sad that he's dead. Yeah, uh, but th that dude had charisma, so his charisma carried that character. That's it. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't just charisma; his presence. Yeah, just just his physical because he's a tall, big guy, and and his presence kind of exposed the, the the poor nature of the casting you know every, everyone else was five foot nothing and and 100 pounds and you got this six foot what what is he six three six four ray stevenson yeah. probably pushing 290 280 290 big guy real big presence and of course he could uh his acting was superb and he was there was that one scene and we all latched onto that one scene because it's the only thing that seemed to have a little bit of meat and maybe we were projecting a couple of things upon it because we were seeing something which never got developed because nothing maybe, got developed. I think there was a lot of projection that's like, we sure. really like Ray. We don't want to yeah. not like Ray. Hey, yeah. my favorite scene from Ahsoka was the behind the scenes of his little apprentice riding around a little toy uh, land speeder smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I thought that was cute. I like that. <laughs> that was my favorite part from yeah, Ahsoka. Pity that got cut, but you know, yeah. <laughs> it would have been great to show. Um, Hayden Christensen also mm -hmm. spoke about reprising his role from the prequel films and what the series says about how Darth Vader reckons with his own terrible history in the galactic afterlife. Um, he, he, he... Okay, so so that was supposed to be the ghost of Anakin in her head while she's not drowning in a very cold ocean for hours. For hours. Yeah, hours. Just floating there, uh, not breathing. Just, uh, she was uh, force breathing, breathing. <laughs> force breathing. Huh? That's what they tell you. They'd be like, she had a force bubble around her or something. <laughs> it's whatever the hell they it's want. Called, it's called plot armor, dude. The fact that I said on my talk with uh, Star Wars Theory and the other guys that were there, sort of like, you know, hasn't she been resurrected twice? And then they were like, you know, three times. <laughs> <laughs> Four skills. Yes. Come on, man. The only, the only, no, she ate gillyweed. That's what she did. The only comfort I take <laughs> is that Ray Stevenson kicked her fucking ass and now, now he's gone to the other side. Uh, he no longer has to suffer the indignity of having his character annihilated if they ever bring it back. Oh, yeah. She'll beat him the next time. Well, I'm surprised they let him uh, not be beaten by her I in the penultimate episode. If you yeah. remember this or not, Mar, we'll, we will get through this article, but Jesus. Uh, there <laughs> was a time you. before Force Awakens came out. Remember all the rumors, like what they were going to do. Mm. Disney was indeed, and they put a lot of thought into this. They decided not to do it, but they were trying to figure, a way, uh, figure out a way to bring Darth Vader back. They wanted Darth Vader back. Oh, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. The marketing way. was like, you thought Vader was gone? He's not gone. Yep. And it was like, huh? No one's ever really gone. Uh... <laughs> and then um, 
Yeah, Ryan. That's I guess that's one of the things you can thank Ryan for, but he was just like, nope, no Veda. I'm not doing Veda. Yep. And so it was like, okay. And then uh, JJ comes back and he's like, eh, a little bit of Veda. We're going to have some Veda in there. Yeah. We'll even have his voice in the trailer. <sighs> just remake Star Wars. Like, that's you know, that's what they want to do. Just yeah. remake it. That's the only card you have left to play, and it's terrible. No. Don't do it. Oh, I can't wait for Lucy Skywalker and Hana Solo and Prince Leia. And Luke and Han are the ones who hook up. Lucy Skywalker <laughs> in the sky. Lucy Skywalker in the space with diamonds. That's just <laughs> <laughs> right, um, Don't give them ideas, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> swapping all the different characters. It's like what would what would Tarkin be called? Like, Grand Muff Tarkin. <laughs> You know that anyway, would be anyway, a, a body positive woman of some variety. Oh. Color. If you're just joining the show, uh, <laughs> Dave Filoni's been put in charge of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> he, hey man, he earned it. Okay, Ahsoka was a banger. Uh, yeah, it was. Didn't he, didn't he get less of you? Isn't it the lowest viewed uh, Star Wars show today? Yeah, it was lower. It, like, it got less views than fucking Secret Evasion, dude. And, so. and um, Andor. Uh, it got lower and, views than Andor. Andor and, I, like, I, I'll give respect to Andor. At least, like, the sets were cool. You know, they, like, built actual sets and the costumes look better. Still bored the crap out of me. But, God, at least it didn't annoy the crap out of me, which uh, Ahsoka was. Don't know if this is a record. We've got 10,000 people watching the real BBC. Holy crap. Hey. Oh, hi. The power of boobs. Yeah, oh. let's do that. No. <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, I put me in the team coach. I'm ready. Oh, you're ready, baby. You're looking felt and sexy. Uh, by the way, uh, hail Eric July and the Ripperverse third $1 million campaign in a row. But, yeah. but guys, I thought there was superhero fatigue. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so comics were dead. Oh. oh yeah. And we'll get to the Marvels because my God, it's <laughs> even Mahler. Mahler DMs me and goes, "This is fun." I'm all, it is. Gary, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I went, uh, someone like reminded me. I I put a cap on it being like 350 million or 300 million. I was like, that that'll be as like as low as it'll go. Okay, that'll yeah. be. And I think uh, Drinker was laughing at me at the idea that it could ever be that low. And it's like, yeah, dude, um, it's, it's not going to hit 250. And yet, and yet no, no I, this, I, this, this has under, undergone like everyone's expectations. They've fucked it up so hard. Remember yeah. my initial guess? What was it? 650. Oh, yeah, mine was like 550, something like that. Yeah, no, I was I, completely I said it wrong. couldn't possibly go above... Ant Man. That was the way I was trying to work it out. I was like, it has to be below. Which Ant-Man. is logical. I mean, like, I think it's, I think it's going to do two twenty. But if you look back on it, like when you compare it to Flash, at least Flash had freaking Michael Keaton Batman. You know, yeah. like yeah, Flash had some scenes which I like. Like I'm happy to Michael see Keaton Batman Michael Keaton stuntman fighting in a in a it's Russian silo. And it yeah. looked cool. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looked good. <laughs> I've gone back and watched that, and I enjoyed it. I did. Uh, but, uh, God, this is dude, before you go on, this is again, 
there's a lot of the, the foundation of failure in Hollywood is the message. End of story. That's the foundation of all of these failures, but they're also massively, massively just incompetent as hell. There is a lot of dumb people in charge of a lot of money in Hollywood. Always has been, always will be. But when you add corporatism, at least when a studio was run by some totalitarian asshole, like good shit got made. Yeah. You know, like I, I wish I, I long, you know. I long for the days to Hollywood to just go back to Coke over woke. All right. Mm. Coke <laughs> over woke. Um, that's what we need to go back to. But now we have like committees making decisions and they're like, they don't know what to fucking do. It's a bunch of 72 year old assholes, uh, bankers who don't watch any of their own shit. Do you think Bob Iger or Kathleen Kennedy sits down and watches the fucking Mandalorian? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Not even their own product. No, they don't. Even, I think even if they did and didn't like it, they probably just be like, "I don't fucking know." Anyway, I don't. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. Like these, whatever. These yeah. people are your grandparents. They should be writing you twelve dollar and fifty cent checks. That's not making decisions for Star Wars and and Marvel and fans. You know. You know what? They should be making decisions for procedural dramas on fucking network. That's what they should be doing, but not this. And this is a you know it's a typical decision for Disney. So. Thanks for the job security. It's hard to have job security here in content creation, but you have just provided it, Disney, and we thank you. I was actually going to say, uh, <laughs> the, the way this works, right, it's like, oh, we got we got to talk about Marvel and their latest fuck-up. It's like, no, 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 wait, 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 we got to talk about uh, Star Wars and their latest fuck-up. It's like, no, 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 no. And it's like, Star Wars and hold my Bud Light. Here we go. Both <laughs> on these, like, pedestals. They're these jesters that are, like, you know, one of them just shot himself in the head. It's like, you got to see what he just did. The other one's, like, got a mini gun in its own head. Now, <laughs> the other one's, like, a nuke in its own head. You're just like, oh, they're really just, okay. <laughs> this is unbelievable. It's, 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 it's the you get what you fucking deserve, and you then he shoots himself in the head. Always <laughs> yeah. get worse. Yes, yeah. The self-inflicted wounds are. Uh, it's impressive. It's really the incompetence is impressive. I I am actually kind of shocked about this. I like, I'm sure they're all over the moon and smiling. Oh, the potential of stars, and it's like we all we see is this enormous tire fire. We're just like, wow. And you're just tossing more fucking alcohol onto it, I guess. And yeah. Like, oh, but you, you know they're right going to hate him like back that. again. Mueller. they're going to bring Hayden, and I, I like yeah, Hayden. No, definitely. Yeah. I have nothing against him. Uh, I, you know, I think, yeah, his performance was not good in the prequels. It was not good, but I got nothing against the guy, and he got way more hate than he should have gotten. I'll, I'll say that. But, um, and I'm, you know, it's a nice story that he came back, and you know, he sound, seems like a really chill, nice guy. You know, so I got nothing against the guy, but they're going to bring him back again. You know, they are. Well, yeah, Ewan McGregor said he'd like to do most Star Wars. So they'll bring him back as well. <laughs> Gonna keep bringing him fucking back. But you know what's funny is Hayden is now better than him. Okay, so you and I would argue was the one guy. Don't do it up. Just do it. Wait for all the good content to come out first. Uh, Ian McDermott was good too, but we'll um, do it at Christmas. We'll do it at Christmas. But you and I tried in the prequels. Like he was giving it his best effort, and I think he had—he was a good performance as Obi-Wan Kenobi. He fucking mailed that shit in for the show. It was terrible. He was utterly terrible. It was embarrassing. I hate it. <laughs> Except you know his fucking car video defending fucking Moses Ingram was a better performance than anything in Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
Yeah, and he didn't look, have much time to uh, to put that script together because he got a call from Disney going, get on the phone <laughs> and make a fucking video about this stupid cow that we hired and say that she's good. And he's like, oh, no, there's a there's a red light. Should I do it now? And they're like, yeah, do it now, you fucking dick. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I That was a painful show to watch. And that's the show that really brought home that lightsabers are uh, baseball bats. Remember yeah. the scene? Yes. I was yeah. reminded of it recently. It's so fucking awful. That is a great... Since great when did anybody have to hit a stormtrooper three times with a lightsaber to kill them? It's a um, nice star wars well except if if you're a woman and you could just knock them out through their helmet yeah <laughs> just give them a little tap give them a little love tap after uh, <laughs> the head anyway. oh anyway Ordizzo, who plays Sabine Wren, the Mandalorian troublemaker who becomes Ahsoka's own Jedi trainee, address the ways Ahsoka opens up this world to a new generation of fans. (laughs) 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 New generation generation of 55-year-old men? (laughs) (laughs) By simultaneously embracing tradition and trying to forge new storylines. Embracing tradition? What show did you watch? Tradition. Yeah. Lies. Lies. What did you do apart from dead? So well, that's how they introduced Sabine, the live action Sabine, because probably a lot of people didn't see Rebels, had no idea who the character is. So the first thing they thought they'd show off about her is her sacking off essentially Memorial Day. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Because she didn't care about the the Probably millions, well, if not billions, that as, died during the galactic conflict. As mm. according to the marketing data, yeah, uh, that Disney paid millions for. Gen Z really loves people fucking off on Memorial Day. <laughs> of course, that that data that they got analytics. Yeah, Gen Z really that. loves Antifa uh, and uh, communism. Yeah, and uh, well, you might want to. Pause that video, by the way, because that looks like it might get hit with copyright if not careful. Sorry. Yeah. It's the only interesting thing about these articles. Showing Transformers Dark of the Moon or whatever. <laughs> I don't know why. But... Which is actually better than Ahsoka. It's a shitty yeah. movie, but easily. What's I would up, watch that over Ahsoka. This is called Peter Cullen doing Optimus Prime. Quote, you just learn a lot from Dave in general, I think. (laughs) I know that he's traditional in the sense of how he learns so much from George. He has these pillars of storytelling that are dear to him, and then everything else can be untraditional. What are you talking about? What what pillars? Ahsoka? Just her being there? What what are we like? Pillars of storytelling? There, There were no pillars there. There was a sandcastle. Sandcastle. <laughs> We've got ladies here. I can't say what it's pillars of. Dude. I'll go right ahead. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, I believe this Oscars is probably seen worse than you'll ever see, man. Pillars so you leave in the toilet. That's the pillars they're talking yeah. about. Oh, <laughs> copy that. Logs. I come Logs. out a wiser man. We watched Attitude Era Wrestling. That was very yeah. casual. There's a lot of little nuggets in the toilet back then. Yeah. I just. <laughs> Forever amused by them referencing how important it is, like George Lucas. Like he's you know, he's trained by George, our oh, George's vision, George's involvement. It's like you guys don't give a fuck what George wanted. What do you mean? No, 
it's lip service. It's lip service to try and pretend that they continue the legacy of Star Wars when they're not. They are they are completely dismissing all of that. And and if you think George Lucas would have made any of this shit, uh, I think no, they're sadly have. mistaken. No, of course he wouldn't. It's the kind of thing where they keep pointing over to him. They go, "You like that guy? Yeah, we we like that guy too." And then that guy stands up and says, "Oh, I have some suggestions." They go, "Sit down." Yeah. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, geez. All right, fine. Um, Felony's. Oh. oh, go on. Go, well, go on. Go on. Then I have a follow up. Uh, now that Felony will take the role of chief creative officer, what does that mean for other writers, directors, and producers? That's like the setup to the next part. So he's doing a gap there. Well, um, is the story group still there? I'm pretty sure the story group is still there. I think what you said, like just earlier in the stream, is true. That is absolutely nothing is changing except official titles. That's it. Yeah, this is this is rearranging deck chair. They are trying to cover up their uh, Disney's. Obviously, it's had a shit year. They've had a shit couple of years, but it, oh, they've had a change. shit year. And and they can't hide it anymore. That's that's the beauty of the Marvel's failure. It's is it's it exposes everything. And now you have to rethink. And we've been doing this for a long time, by the way, you know, and so many of you in the chat, you have to rethink all of their narratives surrounding every single movie released since Endgame. Everything released, I don't know, in Kathleen Kennedy's entire career. There, marketing is lying. Marketing is lying. You, you know, that's all it is. You, you're trying to put the best spin on something, but when when you are marketing, when you are out there saying the Marvels is a really fun movie, when internally they knew it sucked, okay? Yeah. I can't say who told me, but internally they knew it sucked. <laughs> they knew it was a piece of shit, and they're going out there putting a smile on their face and lying to you. That shit Marvel, Dude, Marvel execs are going around New York Comic Con parties laughing about how bad the film was before it was released yes marvel execs and dude at parties comic-con parties new york comic-con parties telling telling just schmoozing with everyone telling them how shit this film is and how laughable it is and it's not even come out and of course people that go to these parties as we've already known some of them talk to us from time to time and that's where that's what they said. Oh, this was over two hours to start with. Then we had to edit it down. Then we had to get it to eighty-eight minutes because we got to th- skate fast over thin ice. Yeah, is what they said. <laughs> that was the massive quote that was going around Disney: "Skate fast over thin ice." And this me and Garrett yeah. talked to somebody completely different who said the same thing at San Diego Comic Con. So uh, it's they knew it. They also knew they knew Echo. I told you that they tried to cancel Echo. They tried to pull it completely, and they couldn't. There's there's too many contracts involved. They can get sued. I mean, you saw what happened with uh, Scarlett Johansson when they uh, like legit screwed her over with Black yeah. Widow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They fucked her so bad. Oh, yeah. I remember the era of maybe we release it in the theaters and on streaming to make the most money. That's a that's an idea. <laughs> they did it with one Marvel movie, right? That's the only yeah. one they did it with, Black Widow. You know where it might work? Office bonuses, right? It, it worked with Five Nights of Freddy because uh, Freddy, uh, what is it? Friday Night Tights with Freddy's. Uh, actually, girl. Um, <laughs> Friday Night Tights with Freddy. Uh, because it cost twenty million, so it it might that actually might well, be a good course of action for cheaper movies. Honestly, know? Guy, I'd be curious if it would have made more had they not released it on digital. I wonder. I don't know. Oh, wow. Maybe. 
Don't it's know. Uh, Soskas, what's the largest budget you've ever had to handle on a movie before? Six million dollars. American dollars. No, I was gonna say, if it's Canadian, <laughs> that's what, what, 10 quid, 10 dollars, 10 bucks? Yeah, we know yeah. you change. It's like five bucks, eh? It's about, at the time, it was 10 million Canadian dollars. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you can make a good movie with that. Sisu was awesome. Oh, yeah. Sisu was freaking awesome. Just bought it on 4K. Hell yeah, baby. Love that movie. Anybody here see Five Nights of Friday's movie, by the way? Uh, no. My kid did. I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and? liked it. It was fine, <laughs> like, but the thing that struck me was like, oh, the fans love this. Like, because uh, Final Fantasy is not my thing, but seeing it, I was like, yeah, they've gotten all the animatronics down. They've taken a basic story from a lot of the lore from the games. And then, you know, it's, it's like a PG scary. You uh... know what I mean, like. I think I think as they're trying to the audience for Final Fantasy Freddy's can go very young. It's kind of yes. weird. Poltergeist was yeah. PG. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and right. it's gonna spawn plenty more uh shit. They know what they're doing. They knew they knew what they had when they were making it. They were like, Yeah, this is gonna make shit tons of money. And it's such a funny juxtaposition because it's like they're gonna make so much profit from that movie compared to the Marvels. Yeah. Which um the direct comparison people make is like, yeah, because when they were making Fighters of Freddy's, they were like, how do we make the fans who love this thing like this movie? That's something that they've never asked themselves at the MCU anymore. Like, <laughs> that's not something they'll ask themselves since fucking like phase three. Keep having to re recite this, but it's it's worth saying. Remember, Joker, 50 million budget, mm -hmm. yeah. one, nearly 1.1 billion box office without a Chinese release. Wow. wow. And then the funniest thing was Warner kind of just handed it over to a company. You deal. You do yeah. it. So and, they got bugger all money. A, like a competent, more than competent. Todd Phillips is like a very yeah. good director. That guy is yeah. like really, really fucking good. And, uh, and he's kind of a punk rock rebel, which I appreciate. And uh, Chris Gore knows. Um, and uh, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. Hangover is like one of the greatest comedies ever made. Oh yeah, and Road Trip also, right? Yep, he did Road Trip. a guy who can do oh. roles, who can do that and Joker. I had no hopes going into Joker. I had zero no. hopes. Yeah, dude, I remember when we were all talking about it. It was just released. It was just like, what the fuck is this? A Joker solo film by the guy who made Hangover? What is going on? I <laughs> yeah, as a big Batman fan, I was saying we don't want to know a Joker origin. This yeah. is the film nobody asked for. And then I saw that first trailer and I saw Joaquin Phoenix's um, screen test, you know, in yeah. the in the costume. And I was just like, this is wow. the film I didn't think I wanted that I absolutely need right now. Dude, that and first the trailer was, was great. Oh, it, the first trailer was superb. All the trailers were superb. But, yep. uh, it was fantastic. And also, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, you probably do because this is what you do for a living. But they actually <laughs> reshot the movie. So they wa Joaquin and Todd watched the movie, and Joaquin didn't like his performance. He wanted to change it, so they just reshot the the, the how the the arc of uh, Joker a bit. I did know that, and uh, that that's that's why it's great, and it still came in under fifty million. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's incredible what creativity yeah. can do, right? Oh yeah, allowed to be that, uh, and watching it. In New York, like I got to, I've told the story before, but you remember all the bullshit around it, which actually mm -hmm. absolutely helped the movie. That like it was for incels and blah blah blah. So Jeremy from oh, yeah. Gamers and I watched it in New York. We had to walk through a fucking metal detector. To no go see this movie. <laughs> yes, 
you know, and that's at Alamo Draft House in New York. It was a great place to watch it. Like watching Joker in like the shithole that is in New York City. Uh, no apologies there. Well, that's one of those moments where like the people walking through it, the people who set it up, the people who organize it happening, they're everyone thinks it's bullshit except the people who are super far up top who organize that shit. They're just yeah. like, why? Why is anyone doing this? It's like, well, the, well, the, the media weren't just they. They were. It was really trying hard, yeah, to coordinate a shooter. That's what they wanted. They wanted the, me so the media were, were going really hard that uh, that there was going to be a shooter. Somebody was going to snap. Somebody was going to shoot, and they were egging it. They were egging on. And the irony, of course, was there was a knife fight in Frozen Two <laughs> in the theaters next door. So you got the people watching Joker. Meanwhile, there's a knife fight going on in That's Frozen. A that's a fucking south park joke i don't know why they wouldn't have like put that in an episode <laughs> it's just so funny let's get yeah. through this what, what what does dave say i'm not telling right. you what to do quote oh yeah i don't know fucking what does dave even sound like i haven't listened to an interview forever but he's got like a nerd voice <laughs> and he sounds like this and he wears a cowboy hat he's from pittsburgh i'm not telling people what to do but i do feel <laughs> I'm trying to help them tell the best story that they want to tell. I need to be a help across the galaxy here, like a part of the Jedi Council almost. Oh, that's, that's really wonderful. good, Mahler. That was actually pretty well done. I don't want to do that forever. <laughs> Imagine being Dave Filoni and having to talk like that. <laughs> he described his responsibilities as understanding the intent of the filmmakers and being a resource to them based on his mentorship under Lucas himself. Yeah, you guys love Lucas over there. <laughs> Just, oh, big ups to Lucas. And his years spent steering the Clone Wars, Rebels, and Ahsoka. Literally hours now of Star Wars storytelling I have done, he said, before pausing to rethink his syntax. See? I even phrased that like Yoda. Oh, oh my cringe. god. Cringe. <laughs> you know he what? Yoda. He Yoda. Dude, he did the Yoda. Back off. <laughs> Sorry. Gosh. Continue. It's funny because he's like, he's been, you know, into star wars stuff for a big portion of his life but saying stuff like that makes you go like do you even like star wars what are you doing yeah. like who does that shit like oh, I, i'm starting to talk like that of the master yoda yes jedi mm -hmm. master yoda, yes, i've been talking like him at the star wars celebration fan convention mm, this past spring, oh they the did not bring of indiana jones really Oh, yeah, Sorry. we're about to. A oh. number of new projects were announced by Kennedy, including a feature film from Filoni that would help bridge the decades-long gap between Return of the Jedi Hold and on. Force Awakens. Bell's got space, in the food. Hold on. <laughs> a space that The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka are already busy filling. Yeah, we know that's going to be great. Can't wait for that. Filoni will continue developing his film as well as exploring a possible second season of Ahsoka. Yeah, fucking whatever. Oh. I guess so. Why not? That's something he would push for. I don't even know if they would like it, I was about to say a financial decision, but then it's like, well, they don't do those anymore, do they? They sort of just um, make things while yeah. serving in his new position. Quote, to truly help filmmakers, it was really important for me to experience it firsthand, he says. I can also lend a perspective on the challenges that telling these stories will present. I feel more capable of actually being helpful outside of just saying, well, Jedi are like this and Sith are like this. <laughs> but you don't know what Jedi are like because you, you're fucking everything up. Mm-hmm. Lightsabers are bloody glow sticks to you. We've got a character 
that survived being impaled by a lightsaber twice. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he gets it, man. He gets it. Dude, we're, we're talking about a, a year where Disney had an Indiana Jones film flop. Oh. A Marvel film that's one of the most epic flops of the year. That's gonna cut. It's gonna cost them more money than the Flash cost Warner Brothers. How impressive is that? And there's and all of their D plus shows get. Uh, Ryan mentioned this on Geeks and Gamers Daily, and he's right. Uh, the only shit people watch on Disney Plus is like Little Mermaid. Is the movies they released and Element uh, Elemental or whatever the hell it's called. And it's not much, and it's not driving subscribers. They just had a dollar ninety nine thing to get people to sign up to Disney Plus, and it mm. bumped up their su- subscribers in North America four million. That's it. They offered a they offered it for next to nothing, and they only got four million people to sign up, and they're there all going to bounce. There are so many things in the UK right now that if you purchase, you'll get twelve months of Disney Plus for free. It's the same thing in Canada. You get a phone plan, you get Disney Plus for six months. And that that counts as a <laughs> subscriber. Yes. That, yes. Yes, it does. It's not as bad as, remember, uh, CBS All Ass, which turned into Paramount Plus. Um, they counted... Wait, what, second from bottom, Gary? Yeah. Second so they, from bottom. The, yeah, he the, said subscribers, all ass, okay. <laughs> the subscribers that canceled were called paused subscribers, and they still counted them. <laughs> 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 Uh, it's all such a joke you know it makes me think about how do you remember all the the hyping up of black adam in the sense of the rock is joining dc and that if black adam Mm -hmm. does well he might have a foothold in deciding a lot there probably was that going on right like if black adam made over a if it made a billion i know it's silly but if it made a billion then then the rock would now be making the ultimate decisions perhaps on um with with dc just james gunn hadn't been put in yet right there's probably a bunch of talks going on for that but black adam doesn't do that well i can't remember how much it made in total but i remember thinking like uh oh like oh that's that's uh oh not doing well blah 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 and like in retrospect it probably didn't do that bad like it was compared to everything else no compared to it it did uh 390 worldwide 168 million domestic 222 million internationally what was this budget uh black adams i think was around 200 right well obviously the point is that um some of you know like ant-man or um the flash whatever like they start to change the scale and it's like oh black adam wasn't anywhere near as bad as ever i guess everyone thought and now that the marvels has come out it's like oh i guess the flash wasn't as bad or blue beetle wasn't as you know what i mean like because these films are all, all dealing bad. with different variables uh, oh, black adam's reported trash. budget is between 190 to 260 mm. there's a oh, big okay. swing there yeah um it's all just like it keeps sinking and it's like will the marvels now reach the bottom what do you think um like because what's gonna happen to aquaman well, it's it the marvels is looking realistically like it's going to lose five to six hundred million dollars i i think aquaman 2 might make five dollars more than the marvels okay i think yeah. it's gonna do i think it's gonna do i'm gonna say a hundred million more than the marvels does yeah, total fair. maybe maybe because yeah, of the yeah, total, total, yeah yeah total yeah Sure. I think it's going to do about three fifty. If you have Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa having fun in that film together with action scenes, that it's James Wan, right? Patrick Wilson, the Aquaman, by the way. Don't uh, take for granted thirsty ladies. Yeah, well, there's that too. What I'm saying is, there's a chance that we could watch the Aquaman movie and be like, eh. "It's all right." <laughs> yeah. 
Well, especially if they kill Amber Heard. If they kill him, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go see it twice then. Aren't they doing storyline where her and his kid gets killed and then she's yep. like... And From the, the trailer, it looks like she's in it for five seconds. And yeah. Patrick Wilson is a sweetie. Yeah, big He's sweetie. a real sweetie. And James Wan is also an absolute darling. Oh, James Wan is so nice. He's such a nice guy. And I also have been, I've never met Jason Momoa because I'd probably still be there. But yeah. uh, he, I think he's very, very nice. And very you see, fun, that very is fun. why it might do well. Yeah, okay. I can give you a hundred million for that. No problem. Yeah, I went to Magic Mike on a Tuesday because I was like, I don't want anyone to see me. And then it was filled with <laughs> girls like me. Oh, my wife. Like it, so me Just, yeah. Oh yeah, and awesome. they were rowdy. It was like it was like seeing a um like a, a scary movie it in was, New York. It was insane. <laughs> it was like the Yeah, well, you know, people feel that way about Steven Soderbergh. They're like, oh man. They say men are animals. You should look at women at a strip men's strip club. Oh, beasts. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Beasts. Yeah, yeah, you see at their bachelor. So I think some people will just come to look at Jason Momoa. And he Patrick Wilson, he's cute. But Jason works hard for that body. They didn't have to CGI it in, so I'm proud of him. Good boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, hopefully they have chemistry and hopefully they go on a fun advent action adventure thing like it could uh, it could be something there you know maybe who knows but it's gonna be real fun with that dead kid i can see it. <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's fun. a dead baby's always a good one no hard, that's a hard fact, one even Not if mira was like chopped into you know fish bait at the beginning of it and he goes <laughs> no. chum. yeah chub um chum. You, you, you'd get over it in like fucking 10 minutes and then they'd be back to the wacky adventure because that's that's what everyone wants to see no one cares about her oh well oh no i'm wearing loafers under the sea silly billy that's marvel so they bring up the acolyte they bring up skeleton crew. We still don't know which one is coming out first. By the way, right? Is it Al acolyte? I just want, I want the I want the acolyte so oh, much. The acolyte is going to be the marvels of Disney Star Wars. All the they titles like from Star Saber. Wars Celebration are still on the books. Lucasfilm officials say, including a historical epic about the early origins of the Force from Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny filmmaker James Mangold. Why would you just announce him that way? Why Ford versus <laughs> Ferrari? Uh, Logan, something. Yeah, okay. yes. so, Logan. Yeah. yeah, go Logan. It's in the Yuma, yeah. not Indiana Jones and the Dial of Dysentery. <laughs> okay. From the uh, movie that lost three to four hundred million dollars. And a story revisiting Daisy Ridley's Ray from director Shabito Bay <laughs> Chinoy. Uh, that's going to be so fucking. That's going to be their big wake up call when that fails as bad as like the Marvels or something. They're going to be like, oh. 200 shit. million tops. Hey, Mahler, uh -huh. uh, how many Star Wars movies have been released in the theaters since the uh, Rise of Palpatine? Uh, that'd be zero. Zero. So Zero. that's going good. Mm -hmm. They've kept the hype up. <laughs> the culture is, we're doing nothing but talking about Star Wars. Most people don't even know what Ahsoka is. We're talking about the show, about the character that killed Star Wars in their new film about Star Wars Disney. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Upcoming television projects, including The Acolyte, set in the High Republic era about a century before the Star Wars story fans first encountered in the 1977 original. I must interject, and it's it's obligatory. Uh, the Acolyte, written by former personal assistant to Harvey Weinstein, Leslie Headland. Please yeah. continue. 
Oh wow! Well, yeah, I mean, everyone yeah. knows the acolyte is going to be the a big old bomb to look out for, and considering the woman who was... fed women to Harvey, Judas goat. Ju- yeah, yeah, I was going to say Judas cat. Wow, wow! I, I guess that's how you know you succeed forward. Oh yeah, Judas cow, Judas goat, just a Judas. Evil. And yes. Skeleton Crew, a show about a group of lost young space travelers set sometime after the Empire's defeat and Return of the Jedi. Whether or not that's going to be any good, no one's going to care. That's how that's going to work. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's so it's going to have the same fate as Andor, yeah. even if it is good, but it's, you know, it's Star Wars at this point. As president of Lucasfilm, Kennedy will continue leading the overall company, and Beck's role will involve recruiting other storytellers into the Star Wars fold while Filoni weighs in on the narrative level. Yay! A Darth Vader's legacy in Ahsoka. <gasps> oh, he doesn't have a legacy. His story's over. Nope, he's got plenty <laughs> of story left, Gary. Will between worlds, baby. Although if they Star bring, Wars. if they pull Anakin out of the okay. world between worlds, this is reading like a press release. They just they just copy and pasted a press release that was it released. Is a press release. Wait, that was released. Well, right it around the early hype of Ahsoka. Okay, the early hype of Ahsoka uh, based on Twitter reaction. Remember when there was actually a little bit of hope surrounding the Kenobi show? Yeah. I remember. I didn't yeah. have any of it. And, and, I and do you remember after the first two episodes came out? Because I think they came out back to back, didn't they? They did. When the first two episodes came out, how all that hope, not just for the Kenobi show, but for anything going forward was absolutely annihilated. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. Oh, I remember. <sighs> Although Star Wars has literally thousands of characters populating his various stories, the single oh, greatest touchstone remains Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Two sides of the same individual. <sighs> one honorable, uh-huh. the other deplorable. Ahsoka was distinctive among Star Wars projects for delving into what it was like for denizens of the galaxy to emerge from that darkness. What are you talking about? So they have completely just abandoned the OT fans. <laughs> They're going straight to the prequel <laughs> now. What about Malgus? What about Revan? Why aren't they, you know, actually exploring characters that that, that Star Wars fandom understands, knows? Dude, the general public is so not going to give a fuck about any of this. No, not now. But just imagine if they had when yeah. they bought Star Wars. Oh yeah, said, right. Not, you know. We're going to do something Malgus related. We're going to do something Revan related. If, if if I sentence, kept though, like, and left, you know, maybe listen to George. Uh, Ahsoka was a distinctive among Star Wars projects because it delved into what it was like for denizens of the galaxy to emerge from that darkness. What are they talking about? Do they watch the show? No, they don't watch the show. No. No. That's our job. Ahsoka Tano was his Padawan apprentice. Just as Luke Skywalker wondered about how much of his own nature was inherited from his father, Ahsoka questions in the series whether it's possible to trust, let alone pass on, everything she's learned from the same man. Oh. That's what they're saying that was ha- happening in episode five. That, I still that's wonder. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. <laughs> I thought it was that he was teaching her that she should live, not die. She shouldn't yeah. give up. She should keep on fighting. He was teaching her that glow sticks glow. They do. Hey, she, she also did the fastest costume change in Star Wars history. <laughs> she needed to go. And she talked to whales. 
quote. She had a very particular idea of him, the Jedi Order, and who she was in all of that for a very long time until the image was shattered, Dawson says. The point we graduate to here is, yeah, he did some terrible things. He also did some really great things, and it's always up to you how you choose the, the direction. She can look back at her own life. She's gone through some hardships that could have been the moment that turned her dark. She didn't go there, so I think she's starting to trust herself. As if anyone okay. thought Ahsoka was going to be a fucking dark side user. Floaty would oh, never let that happen. What were those hardships? Uh, she nearly died, as and then Ezra saved her by the, with the worlds between worlds, and then she nearly died again. To that was that was twelve years ago. As <laughs> <sighs> uh, you forget, women don't forget. Oh boy, do like I know that. that way. Fucking hell, do I know that? Uh, <laughs> so My God, is this thing like Men can't pages long? Women never forget. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm scanning ahead to see if there's more like, because it's just, it's talking about what happened in the season. As if what hardship did she go through? She had to fold her arms a lot. It takes energy, okay? <laughs> I like this. Hayden Christensen's return as Anakin. The will between world sequences in Ahsoka opened the door for Christensen to return as Anakin Skywalker. It, yeah, okay. I guess so. Because no! Skywalker, right? Reprising the role of the brash young Jedi he first performed in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. The actor previously came back as the scarred and broken Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. But How Ahsoka offered him a chance. Mola, Mola. How can you be stuck in the world between worlds and also I don't a know. ghost at the same time in the same fucking show? I have no clue, but it's it's a door. So it's is a Anakin going to fight himself at some point? Is is no, it going to be Anakin versus Vader? Anakin versus Vader. Oh, you know Anakin versus Vader, Anakin versus Vader with smoke yeah. everywhere. It's very yeah. insensitive to twins. It yeah. is. <laughs> Come, yeah. Oh. Oh, and we'll talk about the insensitivity of Darth Vader. By the way, it the, he's offending thousands of people across the earth by existing. He killed billions. He's a not a nice man. <laughs> he's not a nice man. <laughs> Christensen well, says he played it with a deliberate sense of uncertainty. Is it really him, or is he a figment from Ahsoka's troubled mind? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> That's what makes it so you awesome, is that you have no fucking clue what the hell is even going on. I look at they say, like, it opens the door for him to return, but we have no idea what he is. <laughs> you Guys, people who like Disney Star Wars, you can have it. It's all yours. All yours. All yours. You, you can have it. Trilogy was a mistake. <laughs> okay, just oh fuck God. it. I was just reading that quote. Does this not summarize exactly how it feels to watch that fucking season? Quote, that's the beauty of how the episode's constructed, in my opinion. Inevitably, the audience has to question what it is they're watching. Is this the, <laughs> the world between worlds? What is the world between worlds? Is this actually the spirit of Anakin you know, Skywalker? Or is all this in Ahsoka's subconsciousness? No, you and I and Az were questioning what we were watching a lot. Yes. Okay. Yes, so apparently they nailed that. But if that. you're a newbie, you didn't even know it's the world between worlds because you have to know it's the world between worlds if you watch exactly. fucking Rebels. You're like, why are they on this walkway in space? What the <laughs> fuck is this? Because they I, didn't explain it in the fucking show. Like I said, most of the like the hardcore sort of Star Wars fans, I guess they're gonna have to explain it to all of like the softcore ones that are just like, wait, is this of course the afterlife? I don't fucking know. Water cooler moment, the new water cooler moments are can you please tell me what this fucking show's about? And then somebody just makes something up for Disney. Well, actually, I think it's about Luke's struggle with his uh He's not even yeah. in the fucking show. 
Well, you could have Ryan Kinnell at every water cooler going, well, I think what they were trying to do. <laughs> uh, but like Ryan Kinnell actually read the books and none of the fucking idiots in the story group did. But my God, did they get their diversity and double diversity in dinosaurs? They they really did that in Disney uh, and D plus shows, especially the Mandalorian. There's a Filoni quote. My feeling about Anakin is that George resolved everything about Anakin. I don't think I have anything to do there. I'm not trying to add anything to that. And yet, you keep dragging him back in. Interesting choice, Filoni. Did she just hate what she fucking said? <laughs> everything Anakin's involved with is about did, her. Did it's about her point of view. Story's resolved and nobody know what the fuck's going on. That's what she said in nicer, nicer language. <sighs> Still, Ahsoka suggests that even after the story was complete, the character continues a Jekyll and Hyde struggle to maintain his decency. As no, no, you said till Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we have. I wish it could be Christmas <laughs> every day. You, you have obligations, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, you'll have to self-delete later. Quick, someone send boobs to Az. Yeah, they can be on a diet. Save the poor man. <laughs> Booba. We got you. Got I'll send you a photo right now, though. No. Oh, that, oh. <laughs> so, I mean, my feel, okay. yeah, that makes no sense. You're the guest. I can't say I can't no to a guest. I can't do this anymore. I can't do fucking. Let's talk about something dumber, the Marvels. Well, I was going to say, there's nothing There's nothing much else. The, the broad yeah. point is just that Filoni's going to be taking over completely, and that's a, that's a miserable <laughs> So I cannot believe it. And there's going to be, like, people going, it's Star Wars is saved. How many times has Star Wars been saved? By, I lost fucking count. I don't a think lot. they... I don't even think the people who say Star Wars is safe, like uh, the people who think that like Kathleen Kennedy's to blame is like as part of the announcement, like etched into the announcement is he will now work more directly with Kathleen Kennedy. That's a quote. Like, <sighs> she don't give a fuck. It's it's well for anybody who thinks like her being out would be the key to saving Star Wars. And What's working with Kathleen Kennedy going to grandma and watching her programs, sitting on the Davenport watching soap operas? Like what what are we doing with Kathleen Kennedy? How does she still have a job? How does anybody still have a job there? I don't know why heads aren't rolling up there. Like, how much money can you lose before someone is to blame? Like, come on. It's not the creators that are wrong, guys. It's the fans who are wrong. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Bigots. You fucks. Yeah, Just give us your money and don't ask any questions, okay? By the way, it should be mentioned... This is like the only corner of the internet that feels this way about this news. If you look at the resulting like responses to this news, people are like, yes, this is perfect. Best man for the job. Here we go. Huge W. Okay. okay. We'll see you after the next I, show. Did any of these people watch Ahsoka? No. No. No, I, no they didn't. Okay. To explain for, for people who don't understand and haven't like sat through all the Disney, Disney Plus does have an identity. And its identity is shit. Okay. Like every show sucks to varying degrees. And what happens is they put a bunch of effort in the first couple of shows and just don't give a fuck about the rest of it. And every time a Disney Marvel or Disney Star Wars thing comes out, people get excited. They call you haters for not liking it. And by the end of the show, they're all, oh, that kind of sucked. Every fucking time. 
So uh, if we add all the Disney Marvel shows and the Disney Star Wars shows, what do we have? Like 12, 13, something like that. So this is this is like happened 12 or 13 times. There's a point where you just go. Some people, I think, have the memories of an ostrich, which is like, a, you know, like an ostrich looks away and looks back at you and they think they're looking at a new person. Uh, that's kind of that's what I think we're dealing with, with what's left of the Disney Star Wars, film, which is minuscule. I just did the math, by the way. Without X-Ray Girl, it's very scientific. Hey. The amount of tickets that were that sold is. for the Marvels. Um, and if and if I I bet if I compare it, if you compare it to other movies, even that came out 20 years ago, because they don't uh they don't count ticket sales anymore, like how many tickets, actual tickets sold. Mm-hmm. It was um it's like f- about f- almost five million tickets sold to the Marvels. Um, in the United States, in a country of 331 million people, uh, that's about a 10% of what's sold uh, for Captain Captain Marvel. Uh, I don't know. What, I'll, I'll have to compare it to, to the Hulk, but I'm sure it's less than half. It's less than half. Uh, tickets sold. People actually going. And by the way, the shenanigans are going on. I got an email from Australia that they were buying out theaters for schools for the Marvels. So there's a bunch of theaters sold out that were uh, that this the, the tickets were sold for like five Australian Dude, child dollars. abuse is real. Child abuse is real, by the way. It is that's real. Fucking dark yeah. for Australian kids. It's dark. It is. That's some Epstein Island shit right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing Disney connected with that. No. Do not Google that. No. Oh no. On the island, not sure why he's there. That cruise ship, that Disney cruise ship that took a visit there. That's Mm -hmm. all weird. Isn't that weird? It's weird. weird. What a weird coincidence. Weird. 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 (laughs) How many times did Bill Gates go, by the way? Was it 16? 18? Oh, so many. Did you hear he wanted to do like a Genghis Khan thing where that's why they wanted all those women so they could impregnate all of them so they could make their own race of kids? Uh, he's got a ways to go. Genghis Khan got busy. He wanted a whole race. Well, of he, was story. Con- he was a conqueror, not a nerd. No, no offense to the nerds. <laughs> yeah, nerds are okay. Nerds, yeah, nerds are, are cool. hot. I love nerds. Just Bill just... Gates is a different sub nerd. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's knew, evil. Man? There's a, the, uh, the, he, there are evil nerds, and well, he's one of them. Now, well, he's not even a nerd anymore. He's an evil elite piece of shit. So he's an evil supervillain. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, buying up um, farmland. WEF puppet. Yeah, is it, notice that all these uh, food stocks that are being burnt down just randomly, you yeah. know? That's I'm next to huh? weird. Yeah, I'm like sitting right next to a cornfield. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. I'm in Wisconsin right now. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's cold. It's cool. Went to a football game. Packers. Uh, Packers and the Los Angeles Chargers, you know, it sickens me to fucking death to even say that. God, I hate it. <laughs> and the Chargers did what the Chargers do. They lost in the fourth quarter. It's fucking hilarious. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. But it was cool. Brats were good. The brat uh the, oh, they love the brats. Um, all right. The Marvels. Uh is the fallout has been fucking wonderful. The coat from the access media has been glorious. Uh they've been caught red-headed in so much shit. If you watch my last video, I was just moseying around looking for stuff to talk about. And I'm like, you know, I remember with the Eternals, 
there was like keywords. And I'm like, I wonder if there's any keywords. So I found the Nia DaCosta arc. By the way, blurred apparently is a term that I have never fucking heard it. I have sold comics in San Francisco. I've never heard that. I've been a nerd all my life. I've never heard the fucking term blurred. And I fucking hate it, yeah, by the way. But I saw that in your uh, video. The first thing I assumed was like, what, like the screen was blurry? Like, what, what are we talking yeah, that's about? What I and you were like, that's no, why it, when you it, included your explanation. I was like, thank you, Gary. I never just... would have fucking known that. <laughs> yeah, fuck that, by the way. That's that nerddom is supposed to bring people together. We're not separating ourselves and everything. The, the, this is where corporatism is fucking destroyed. So a blurred is a black nerd, apparently. apparently. Yeah, which oh, you're just a oh, nerd. Yeah. Oh, you're you're a nerd or you're not. Oh, the kind of people who use the fucking term blurred are not fucking nerds. They're fucking fake nerds. They're fucking posers. Hell no, because that's not what it's about. Um, so yeah, I I, I remembered from the. Can you buy me a noose for Christmas, Gary? Shut up. Of course, just but of course you know, yeah. we love you. Of course, yeah. we buy you a noose. Yeah. Get a okay, coat. Go to Canada. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> um. So with the Eternals, it was really obvious with the Eternals. Like we had Kevin Feige, we had every star use the term "different" in describing it, right? <laughs> and then the early reviews, including Weintraub, all the word "different" came up. Like it's a very different Marvel film. Well, they did the same thing with Shane Chi. It's a triumph. triumph. It's an absolute triumph. Lots of triumphs. A lot of people using triumph. Uh, we now know the Rotten Tomatoes reviewers have been busted, being paid 50 bucks. Uh, and if you don't think that happens with every other fucking movie, you're crazy. 100%. So um, I noticed the pitch in that article was uh, it, they wanted it to be a fun, funny movie with that's full of heart. And I'm like, wow, I, I went back to read the Rotten Tomatoes reviews and I noticed the word fun was used 10 to 12 times per row. Yeah, like for everything. So I went back and I'm like, you know what? One Piece, pretty fun show. Let's see how many times people used fun for that. It was like one or two per row. I'm like, Super Mario Brothers, fun movie, pretty yeah. popular, made billions of do- made a billion dollars. Let's see how many people said that was fun. It was like one or two a row. I'm like, it's fucking weird. So I went through and the ones I read in the video, that is a very small portion of the ones I found. I found hundreds hundreds it just goes on and on and it's real easy you just go hit a page hit control f hit fun you'll get fun and funny and it'll just light up your fucking page every you know time the, the tweet that you responded to yesterday from the yes. person who went i i have just seen the marvels and i cannot understand why this movie is doing bad it's such a fun film and that that account had nobody following it Mm-hmm. They didn't put any hashtags in it. Mm-hmm. There was no ats in it, and yet it had eight thousand five hundred likes. Totally natural. Totally organic. Totally natural. Using the same verbiage that is used in the reviews. Use just and it was like copy. There's so many of these, almost copy and paste. And remember, I can't. Which I cannot remember what film it is. But remember when we were on the real BBC and I went, uh, or FNT, and I said, look at this. And I brought up the review, uh, something for one of the shows, and literally the tweets were copy-paste. Yes. Copy-paste tweets. Oh, what show was that? It was... I can't, I can't, I, it was one of, like, I, I don't think it was Black Panther, but it might have been, like, The Eternals or Chong-Chi or Black Widow. It was one, I think it's one of those earlier Phase 4 things. Yeah, yeah. It was just copy-paste tweet, exactly the same different accounts it was like oh we found the bot farm 
<laughs> it just reminds me of um back on Twitch when I was streaming there like 2015, 14-ish, um, there was like people there'd be people with like 5,000 viewers and then there was about like three people in chat and it's like what what's going on that discrepancy is really fucking weird oh, you mean g4 when you were watching g4 on twitch well, that, I, I was about to say busted them go for the back, <laughs> oh, for the yeah, back. yeah 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 the more you dig into it you find out there are services you can just buy where it'll just be like we'll just give you numbers so it'll yeah. look like people are interested and you know that's that and i was just thinking like would this at this point, since we're in 2023 now, we're close to 2024, would that just be included in the marketing budget? Like, yes, I, I don't Definitely. see why. 100%. Plausible deniability. You get a well, most marketing department uh, companies are third party anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, why wouldn't you? Okay. Yeah. If I had a multi million dollar movie and that somebody came to me and goes, hey, it, we have this marketing campaign that will, that will uh, be, it, it's not authentic, but we'll get you trending. It's like, sure, it's free advertising. And it's probably not very expensive. And you don't need to necessarily get a bot farm. You get a like a certain amount of bots or even real people to get the people who are already there with their anime avatars. Those, those, a lot of them are real people. And uh, they're just, you know, reply guys and respond. It's easy. And that's, you know, that's the free advertising you know, if you made something good, if you put that much effort you did in your fucking lying about your movie, vilifying fans, uh, and and pushing this DEI shit, if you actually put it into people of talent and made something good, then people would talk about it naturally. It's really fucking weird how that works. Um, but they spend so much time on all the uh, outside shit instead of the actual story because they're just making a product. It's nothing to them. We we clearly copied each other's homework yesterday uh, as we we covered so many exact talking points with the Marvels, but I think it's more to do with the fact that it's so blatant and so obvious that you you can't not. But Ania DaCosta, when she's doing her interview and she's talking about, uh, I, I choose to be on the side of light. I choose to be on the side of fandom. People who just throw themselves into this and I believe in civilized debate. Okay. You're all racists. Yeah. Who don't like the film. You're racists. You're all sexists. You're all homophobes. I don't know why they got homophobic from that movie, but because they cut out. They cut it. Yeah, they're the they homophobes. The, uh, yes. <laughs> Just like they cut out uh, the, the gay storylines when they go to a country that doesn't have the the uh, progressive or, or the tolerance you, you of the provide West. some context for the people who don't know there's a rumor out there as yes. ahead, you can tell the story uh there's a rumor out there that they they cut out of the marvels uh what during the scene between valkyrie and captain marvel that <laughs> they are former lovers <laughs> i think valkyrie says something along the lines of we work or captain marvel says one of the two they say we work better as friends than we do partners or something. Uh, and that was cut out. Are you telling me that they mm-hmm. did the meme? Yes, they stuck a woman in it, a diverse woman, and made a lame and gay. And you can't even get sick of this meme because it's so fucking on the nose now. At this not point, not a meme; it's just truth. It's just a fact. <laughs> hey, a lot of memes are true. When when memes become reality, we're in fucking parody world. We are. Like, it is like 
you could joke about it, but there's a legit chance that they saw all this shit with South Park and they were like, cut that line. Uh -huh. cut that yes. fucking line. Cut the line. Get it out. <laughs> you don't like it's too it's, <laughs> like somebody with some presence of mind. And believe me, that's that was a smart move. It was absolutely a smart move. We know uh, that they cut out the kiss in uh Rise of Sky Poker uh for uh Eastern audiences. Yeah. They cut out the kiss from Eternals. Uh, for for some of the eastern countries where this isn't tolerated, so uh, we know that they yeah, reduce they cut out the flags in the, the background poster. in San Francisco, which are everywhere in San Francisco. Yeah. You, you film in San Francisco, you're going to get a gay flag and a trans flag. They're just everywhere. Uh, and they cut those out. Two, the video game, they've removed all the pride flags in that game for uh, one of the again. Uh, Did you see the tweet where the yellow flash is all? Where can I get the Saudi Arabian yes. version of Spider Man? Too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's no. so good. Oh, uh, that was sad. yeah. Um, they're hypocrites. They don't give a shit. They they covered Chadwick Boseman's face on a poster yes. for China. Yeah. They shrunk Finn. How many times? They thanked the concentration camp for Christ's sake. Yes, I mean that they're full of shit. And it's just great that more people are recognizing it. And you know what? It, it takes a while. We, you know, I use the term normie. It's a term of endearment. I, I don't use it to, to shame anybody. And it's actually a term that, that I use from recovery. You know, a normie is a person who can go out and have a glass of beer and go home and not want to finish everything in the bar and then go out and get a bunch of Coke and hookers afterwards. Um, so a normie is, is a person who works raises their family, does their thing, helps keep the world going around, and they don't have time to hyper-focus on fucking pop culture. They don't just they just don't have time. So, yes, it's yeah. taking a lot of time for them to see what's going on based on, you know, because a lot of them still watch broadcast news, and they're not getting shit from there. But, like, that even made – the Marvel's failing made Fox News, which I thought was just surreal. <laughs> and they're like, woke entertainment. I'm like, whoa, look at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, right, I go as far as saying like the tracks were sort of I, I hesitate to say this, but between the lot of us and our spheres, we've laid them all out for the, the audience for like like more than years. Yeah, we'd even say like if they're really gonna make a film called The Marvels with Captain Marvel and a bunch of people from these shows no one cares about it's like it will do this, it'll have this result, it'll be coming off the end of all of these things, we'll be tracking it through all these other things. You know, even DC's failures tell you where the state of Marvel is and stuff like that. You draw this big old scale and map. And, you know, I've talked to Drinker about it a couple of times. It's just like, it is really fucking weird to watch everything play out exactly as we've been talking about it. It's just like, whoa. We we can see that clear as day. It's not, it's not us trying to be hyperbolic. It's not us trying to be insidious. We could just see the pathway that this is taking because, A, we're big fans of entertainment in general. Uh, and B, we've been big fans of a lot of these franchises, not necessarily the exact characters, but we can see when something works and when something doesn't work. So this was always a natural progression. You talk about Fox News talking about the failure of the uh, Marvels. I was contacted by Fox News when I did my Starfield rant. And they right. wanted to do an interview with me. That's Get me on right. a Zoom call and do an interview <laughs> about, about you know woke culture and how it's affecting entertainment. Um, it's just like most things when you're a geek, when you're a fan, when you're a nerd, whichever way you want to put it, or when you're just involved in something in a, in a deep level, you're very conscious of it almost immediately. But a normie isn't somebody that just 
fancies going to the cinema once every three or four months, maybe, maybe if if that, maybe once, twice a year to go see the film, you know, the film that's being spoken about. And and even if they go see one and it's not so good, it's a long time till they go really see the next one. And so the, the sort of memory of that being poor uh, disappears from them. But then they go see another one and they're just like, I thought these Marvel ones were meant to be good. Oh, it just must be these couple. And then they mm. see another. And it does take the, the a, a regular person, a normal person who's not entrenched like we are, more time to catch up with that. And now they've caught up. And because now they're in that position where they're like, this is just busy. this is just not good stuff. It's not yeah. like it's political. They're not looking at it from a political or an intersectional angle. They're just looking at it as in a video. So it's just shit. Yeah. It, it yeah. is. I mentioned before, I've got family uh, members and friends who I consider to be pretty media savvy. Not quite the way we are, where we're looking at, you know, articles, news, comments as soon as they come out. These are people who, you know, they love their film. They love all kinds of different uh, mediums of, of entertainment media and stuff like that and, and and it's like you know have you heard what's happened with the marvels and they'll be like what is that and it's like new marvel movie and they'll be like what do you mean <laughs> i was just like they don't even know these things are happening anymore sounds like, like me <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like, the events that were because that's how people put it it's the cultural event of the mcu would have these big uh blocks right like obviously the avengers movies and then there was a couple other ones you know I'll give it to No Way Home. Like that would that had a lot of coverage and a lot of people were hyped by it. But like that's a that's a tough one to replicate. You can't just put that out oh, whenever Toby. you want. Can't put yeah. Toby well, McGuire in everything. You put a couple of factors like Andrew Garfield's <laughs> redemption, Spider Man in general, right? And then I think that's what gave Green Goblin is going to be. And, in Andrew it. Garfield's redemption gave that movie legs, but what people what got people in the fucking theater was Toby. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Spider Man. We've had popular. so much shit over the last few years. I took nothing but pleasure by watching audience reaction videos to Toby and Andrew coming through the portals. Oh, I've watched, just, I've watched oh, the shit out of those. Ah, it just it's so hard. Ugly crying watching at home. I ugly <laughs> cried when I heard the rumor. I told her, and we just both broke down, started holding Aww. each other. Remember when he was in New York, Toby, and everyone was like, "Are you going to be Spider Man?" He's just like, But I was just thinking, from from a Batman as a Batman fan perspective, I was just thinking, what instead of doing the Flash and and bastardizing Flashpoint, which is an amazing comic by Jeff Johns, amazing series by Jeff Johns. What if they just did what we all wanted them to do with Michael Keaton, and that was Batman Beyond? Or Dark Knight right. Returns. Dark Knight Returns, and then Batman Beyond, you could have you made it. Yeah, it just, just yeah. having that, having because he's the perfect age to play yeah. Bruce Wayne, Bat, you know, we can bring in the young, you know, Terry McGuinness, you can bring that in, and that's the youth, that's the heart of your your show you, you and it would work because it is there it is a huge fun favorite it is canonical and and, and you could have you could have really just rode that As, and you could have had those same beats that they got with that but and it would have made a billion dollars oh easy sure things out there that they're like completely ignoring and i want i want to introduce this theory because i it's my theory but i believe it so with the Captain Marvel should have been called Captain Marvel 2. The previous film was it a is. billion fucking dollar movie. So why did you not call it Captain Marvel 2? My theory is 
Disney knew it was going to be shit. And they're like, well, we'll call it the Marvels. We'll use the Marvel brand. That's all we've got for this. Well, which country, Gary? Because oh, well, it is China. called Captain Marvel yeah, 2. it's called Captain it's Marvel called 2. Captain it's Marvel 2 in China. And China. It, uh, oh. And it did, re- it did okay over there, <laughs> you know, well, for a week. Then um, it dropped 97%. <laughs> Well, we that's because China on... just killed a bunch of people, so they couldn't go again. Yeah, we had nuts on Eve, and she said that um, some of the areas she was at, it was released as the Captain Marvel Two, like that was the name of it. The Captain Marvel Two, the Captain oh Marvel Two, which is just so gobbled at that point. But yeah, I was going to say about uh, No Way Home, we still just looking back, how fucking lucky that they weren't oh. destroyed those characters, that they weren't just put there as puppets, they weren't paraded around as being like, "Look, it's us, yay!" and then they oh, leave. Yeah. Because yeah. you look at we we got the fucking worst of it with the Flash. That was gross. That that made everyone upset. Like uh, you know, seeing what they did with some of the characters. And then, well, what then made we going to... home was William Defoe. William Defoe. Oh! William Defoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the all Hollywood? the villains coming back, and it's it, yeah, dude, that was great. That was so dude, great. The fact we had uh, Tom Holland and William Defoe, the fight they had. It was like holy shit, we're going a little, uh, going a little unhinged here, going a little violent. Oh, it's, like. great. it's great. It was, it was great. awesome. He brought the Oscar caliber acting, and I remember back in the day they didn't want Willem Dafoe to no. play Norman, so he had to really chase that role and be like, "No, I'm, I, I am a physically capable dude." Oh, he's, yeah, he's ripped. He's so hot. He just has that energy. <laughs> like, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, like, he's a very good-looking man. Oh no, but as Norman Osborn, he's hot. Chad <laughs> yeah. agrees with me. I mean, there's other sick fucks in there. He is hot as Norman Osborn. It's true. Willem Dafoe actually models. So I'm wrong. Oh, and uh, chat just reminded me one of the quotes, strong enough to have it all, too weak to take it. That's what he uh-huh. says. The... But you, oh, you, I mean, you had Toby, and Toby didn't have to say a word in that scene. And yeah. it was, you knew exactly oh, he was fantastic. Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything on the face, everything. That's just like... Acting. Really Toby, acting. Toby can do Spider Man tomorrow. Uh, they should like. I don't He's know like, why Sony isn't doing a Spider Man four with Toby. They don't want money, Harry. They're yes. making Craven and no. fucking Madam Web. Maybe Madam Web will bring him in. Toby, and you could have, and you could even do. I, I keep saying this. You could do Andrew Garfield and get and get Gwen Stacy yeah. back as as Ghost yep. Spider. They could do that storyline. Because of the multiverse, they could they could just bring her in because of what's happened, mm-hmm. and then he could potentially get some a little bit of something going on between them, you know, some sort of reconnection uh, with them, and it, and it would. This is what people just want: fun stories. And we're, yes! look, when we're talking about them. We're talking about, oh, what could you do with this? What could you do with that? We're not talking about. Well, we need this color here, and we need this sexuality here, and this person needs to take the forefront, and that white guy needs to take the back seat. We're just talking about fun things that would work for that people. That treats every character with respect, and No yeah. Way Home is a great example of that because yeah. I can't stand Zendaya, MJ. I think it's stupid. Uh, I didn't like it in the first two movies, but what made it work in that movie is because it had a good fucking story, and it utilized every character. Even Doctor Strange was used okay there. He might have been the worst thing in it, in my mm-hmm. opinion, but like he was he was much better in that than his way. own fucking movie, you okay. know? And uh, I love that, yeah. yeah. No, Doctor yeah. Strange was the worst thing in, in No Way Home. Well, I, yeah, I, I completely yeah. gives you like I was downright impressed that they gave all three not only all three Spider-Men got like a journey or at least a, a very significant emotional point in that yeah. film, but that Toby got to act as like a really inspirational figure to the MCU Spider-Man. That's yeah. it's so oh, meta yeah. while simultaneously being just a really great way to sort of you know end and that Toby's, trilogy. 
both Toby and Andrew's uh, Spider-Mans, regardless of how you feel about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, both of them have incredible music attached to yeah. those characters as well. Mm -hmm. So when you you weren't just seeing the character, you were getting that that musical yeah. uh, uh, drop as well. So it really sort of, it's like a smell, a taste. It can take you back. It can spark a memory, a feeling, an emotion. Uh, and and you got that because the music was just so great in in those movies. So it was so smart how they weaved it together. I think uh, I think people liked Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider Man way better because he did the catching of uh, Zendaya, yeah. the whole thing, and then his emotional response to that. Oh. And of course, Andrew uh, Andrew's mother just uh, passed away a few years ago, so I don't know if anybody's watched his work since then. But he's so more emotionally deep and just oh, it's just gorgeous to see. I couldn't. That was a great it. scene. That was great. The reaction oh, that, 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 that killed everybody. Yeah. It's crazy because it's from a movie that most people agree. Like, I basically find about two is shit. But it's like, yeah, oh, but I hated, fucking, I hated that. It redeems it. It redeems that's, that's how you do it. You're you know? supposed to yeah. take the, the things that you can best work with and move forward and try to repair. Like, you know, well, that, that, we, they, they hinted that Andrew Garfield's Spider Man went down a dark path after Gwen yeah. died. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. hinted like at. Like it's something to be tale. played with. Yeah. But, but, as I said in my, in my last video, Believe it or not, folks, we, we don't hate women. We're not against uh, other any make, shape, or size in a fucking movie. We're not about that. But we're not. This isn't equality. It's not. It's it, it's the true version of their equity, which is bullshit. Which is making their their term diversity means less white, mm. and it also means they do they have to diminish the characters we like add all the new fucking characters you want i don't care just show some respect to the ones that we liked you know uh it, we were always called sexist and racist for last jedi what's what's the biggest problem everybody has with last jedi the treatment of luke skywalker what's the biggest yeah. problem everybody has with the force awakens the treatment of han solo yeah it's not fucking daisy she's she's a wet blanket she's nothing she's nothing mm -hmm. in any of those movies it, it's not offensive it's not good it's just there no, that's that's the problem I had with those movies. That's the problem I have with the MCU. It's about fucking over all the characters that built yes. this thing up. Yes. That we like, and guess what? Marvel is not Marvel, especially, Dis you know, Paramount did something that, that Marvel couldn't even do. Paramount made Iron Man and Captain America A-list characters. Yeah. They made them A-list fucking characters. We all knew the potential was there, but like they did it and it did translate to comic book sales in the early days. I was there. I was, it went, my Iron Man subscribers went from eight to 100 after that movie. Eight to 100 in my little wow. shop. So it actually worked. And then they just killed everybody and fucking made them gay and stupid. Uh, Jimmy Olsen has been cast for Superman Legacy. Uh, who is it? It is. I, I believe I'm gonna. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Danny DeVito. It is a white, redheaded man. Oh yeah, but, uh, like Jimmy Olsen. Nicholas Holt as uh, it's Nicholas Holt. As Lex Luthor is good casting. It's yeah. is it Nicholas Holt? Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Holt selects Luthor. Oh, like from about a boy. Oh no, this oh. kid. Yeah. Oh my God, he's so good in the. He's oh. great. Oh. I mean, he's good. This guy, he's so talented. I mean, there's no pressure on James Gunn. He just has to make the best Superman movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, he, he can't actually just make an okay one. He has to make a great one. Well, he has to now because I think uh, I think James Gunn's going to feel the squeeze of what's happening with things like the Marvels and oh, stuff like that. Yeah. The yeah. tide is so low right now for superhero yes. engagement.
But I mean, that, that to me looks like Jimmy Olsen's, at least from Jimmy a superficial Olsen, yeah. angle. That's that fine. Great. That's great. I mean, I, I will say, think. James Gunn's not like, he's not like stupid. He must be aware of what's going on. And he must see, like, you know, like Madam Web coming out. Everyone's spying, <laughs> rolling their eyes, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And they're, they're probably like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like, well, it's going out one way or the other. Well, I can see James Gunn being like, hmm, maybe I should actually, like, you know, pay attention to what the fuck's happening. I, you know, uh, Chris Gore is, you know, has worked with him in the past and talked to him in the past and said he's one of us. I think what he does is what a lot of people in Hollywood do. They got to play the politics. So, well, do you remember his comments I, about Marvel? Uh, even the backhanded yes. ones in the announcement. I, I still th- dude, I still think his approach to DC is fucking fucked. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I completely agree with you. <laughs> I think James yeah, Gunn, yeah, yeah, yeah. outside of this Superman casting, which looks great, every uh, the fucking the Hello. authority, the authority has no business being in the first phase or chapter of DC. Period. End of story. They're actually going to be in Superman Legacy. Yeah, they are. It's so dumb. It's I so think dumb. you need to. I think you need to get rid of the authority. Scrap that idea. Superman Legacy first. Batman. Bring in a proper Wonder fucking Woman. Wonder Woman. I don't want yeah. Game of Wonder Woman. You know, I want I want Wonder Woman. I don't want damaged Supergirl. I want I want you know a, a proper Cara Zarel. I, I don't want Mark Millar uh, tweeted like the the Wonder Woman model from back in the day. She was yeah. so hot. hot. Oh my god, <laughs> god! I was like, whoa. Um, <laughs> I, had never, I had never seen Linda that. Picture. Is still I, not Wonder Woman, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, the casting looks good. I still think uh, bringing in the authority is stupid as fuck. And, yeah. and, you know, like, I don't know, bring in the Justice League in order, the do the Trinity first. I agree with As, and then bring in Green Arrow, Hal Jordan, yeah. uh, Green Lantern. Uh, you, I mean, I've, I've said always, Silver Superman, Age. sorry, Superman, Batman, then you make World's Finest. Then you do yes. Wonder Woman, then you make Trinity. Yes. Then you bring in Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Martian Aquaman. Manhunter, Aquaman. That's when you bring those characters in. Aquaman. Then you then Aquaman. you do Aquaman. Fucking then Brit. you do Aquaman. Then you do <laughs> Justice League. Then play around if you want. If it's still working, have a tweak and a but but the fact that we we don't get a, an individual Superman and Batman film followed by World's Finest to me is absolutely out of this fucking world crazy. How you then don't bring Wonder Woman in and do Trinity is out of the world crazy to me. That's how you set up your, your DC. You don't yeah. you don't jump with authority and brave and the Batman Brave and the Bold film, it's not Damian Wayne. You bring in fucking Dick Grayson for Christ's sake. Grayson. You bring in Dick. And you do it properly. Yeah, you, you bring the Dick, Dick in. in. You put, the, put Dick in. Put, you put Dick, Dick in. in. Put Dick in it, James. <laughs> I think James can hear us. <laughs> right. I, I, I always think if I shout loud enough, maybe they'll hear. I don't know. <laughs> As your uh, your plan list seems like top tier, but the funny thing is, he could have just settled for the uh, MCU blueprint: Superman, Batman, you know, Cyborg. I was about to say Thor, <laughs> uh, Aquaman. Sure. Fucking Wonder Woman, like five movies, all solos, all for them, then Justice League. You know, like the simplest, yeah. most like yeah. dull caveman brain sort of thing ever. The went I... the, Marvel went with the 
the best they had. They didn't have Spider Man. Mm. They didn't have Fantastic Four. They didn't have X Men. So oh, Iron Man, yeah. Captain America, Thor, Hulk. And we're going to do comic. And we're going to do comic book origins. I know it's groundbreaking to well, think yeah, that think- way. As I think your plan's way better. I can see loads of really good reason for why you'd want to build yeah. it that way. It's much more careful, much more thought out. And the story seems to flow way better that way. Having five solos and then team up, just like I said, caveman brain sort of thing. Well, yeah, it's, it's not particularly and, interesting. And, 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 and James Gunn is leaning into like this modern ethos, which isn't bad. It's just not what you start. You don't start, no offense, you don't start with Grant Morrison's work. You yeah, just but don't. The, the modern ethos doesn't sell comics. It's been, well, I'm it's talking been about the, okay. I'm not talking about the Vida Ayala modern. Uh, for me, I'm sorry. I just have to reference my modern is from ten years ago with Grant Morrison and Millar. We're doing different things, you know, uh, it, which was fine in the 2010s. Led to a lot of bad stuff, but uh, a lot of that stuff was really good too. No, you start with the OG. You start with a fucking basic Superman origin. Okay, like mm-hmm. no. No subverting expectations. He comes from Krypton. He lands on Earth. He gets raised by a cup uh, by a farmer. Uh, his dad dies. He has no uh, not by getting sucked into a fucking tornado. You know, uh, maybe by a heart attack. Something he's powerless to stop. You just your basic stuff like that. That's just you know what you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You need to put it back together. Yeah, because they broke the fucking wheel. I'll show you the, 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 the best iteration of Superman on the screen since Christopher Reeve. I'll show you this picture right here. This is the best iteration of Superman on the screen. Any screen, small screen, big screen. That. That was Superman in 1938. That wow. costume, that whole thing. That's Tyler Hoechlin from the, from the Lois and Clark TV, Superman and Lois TV show. Oh, that, that's, what, that's uh, what you want to see to start with. That exact costume, that exact outfit. That's where Superman started from. Then you can see the evolution from it. But uh, that's that's the best imagery of Superman we've seen since Christopher Reeve on the screen. I'll fight you for that. I'll fight you on that. I mean, I remember people sharing the clip. He says, "No, that's mom, great costume." Mom made yeah, this for kid, him. Right? Yeah, yeah. The kid says, "Nice costume." He goes, "Thanks, my mom made it for me," and he just. And the, the thing is, they, they do huge props. This this whole scene is huge props to the front cover of, of Superman uh, Action Comics from 1938. Wow. Because he, he catches the car yeah. and he lowers the grid. And you can see the car's green. You know, he captures the car and he lowers the car cruiser? down. Is it a PT Cruiser? Sure. I think it's a Chrysler. I think it's a Chrysler. But uh, yeah, and then the and he saves the, uh, the kid from landing on the kid. And the kid's just like, cool out for you. He goes, Thanks. My mum made it for me. And then yeah. it just goes perfect. It's, um, it's funny awesome. as well because like there's so much of that attitude that I do believe has some level of intuitiveness to it. Like um, you know, we've told these stories a million times. Let's try it with a bit of a twist. But at this point, it's just like who who's tried telling the story we all know? Yes. Like, <laughs> <does anyone? laughs> Is a, you know, because everyone's like, Well, I want to, you know, throw my own thing in there. I want to do but it's just like it would be crazy if you could just tell it as it is. Yeah. Oh, right. Like come like what they did with Sin City. They literally did the panels. How nice would that be? Oh, Sin City was so good. I almost wanted like oh. like I was like as an experiment. 4K. Sorry. And then uh the funny thing is like you check out Peter Jackson's um you know comments as he's creating Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? A lot of it is like we don't want to fuck with his work. We we want to yeah. do the best we can here, which 
what a what a fucking difficult thing to do to move three books into three films. Yeah. Um, DC has such an easy path of progression with their timeline, with the Superman, Batman, Will's yeah. fine, all that. When you go that, and then by the time you've done all that and you've hit your first Justice League film, you're probably seven, eight years deep. The actors are yep. starting to age. Great. That's not a problem. Because then you can do their sequel films, you can push them, you can develop them even further, and then maybe it's 10, 12 years down the line before you do your second Justice League. But the second Justice League is going to lead into Kingdom Come. Yeah. Because but- your actors are now a dozen, come 15 years older than they were at the original standpoint, and you wow. can literally move into the Kingdom Come storyline with the same cast and tell the same story and it would work and it would work in spades it's it's a blueprint that's just laid out for them i hope a studio guy has been watching this show and being like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) if you're listening uh james gunn scrap everything except superman legacy that's the only thing you should be focusing on that's the only because if that doesn't work your universe doesn't work if that movie if that movie bombs you're fucked you're done. Which, by the way, what a bold announcement that would have been if he had said, here it comes, here's my universe, one movie. Yes. <laughs> I would have applauded the shit out of him. Yep. Aww, yeah, and we'll see how this one does. <laughs> and, we'll from there. Uh, and, and we'll put all of our focus and all of our time into this. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we'll find out, but I just don't think anybody's going to give... Uh, the superhero movie, there is a form of fatigue happening. I know the argument, but you know what creates fatigue? Yes, bad movies create bad fatigue. Films. Bad yeah. films create fatigue. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, that will affect your good films. That yes, will. Yeah. It w- yes. It and and superheroes like have gone through... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, it's like Dread. I, oh. I could have gone to yes. the world premiere. I, I could have seen Carl. Everyone was there. But they said, hey, you want to see the new Dread movie? And I was like, no fucking way. Nah. Not a chance in hell. That is definitely a VOD watch. And then I watched it later and I was like, it was oh. perfect. It was a yeah. perfect. He didn't even have to take off his helmet for ego. And I think oh. like he is such a, a tried and true well, adaptation of these fictional characters. I'm stoked to see him play Johnny Cage. Another, yeah. another fictitious boyfriend of mine. Uh, <laughs> you have so many. Mm. On that Nope, by the way, because I was looking to just mention it to Az, but uh, you know the you know Rogue City, the Robocop game? Oh, the same yeah. thing as uh, Dread being such a like beloved sort of adaptation. This, uh, they said their sales have exceeded publisher Nacon's ex- uh, expectations, making it the best ever launch for the company, earning 92% positive reviews. The game has won over 435,000 players in two weeks. Wow! They are, they are well extremely happy with the it's results. such a great uh, Robocop game, though. Yeah. Never mind just the game. It's a great RoboCop game. You feel like RoboCop. It, That's it just, awesome. Yeah. So I was going to say, Gary, if you plan to stream games, mm-hmm. you might want to stream No, I'm a huge RoboCop fan, so I will be... I've already bought it. I bought it. Okay. So, uh, But I'm going to do Moria. I'm going to do gaming to- towards the holidays. Ga- mm-hmm. I might game in a couple of days, but uh, we got other stuff to talk about. Okay. Hey, I hope the, the Superman oh. Legacy casting looks pretty good. Even yeah, I mean, at, at Henry be, Cavill, but everybody else looks pretty good. Gotta say, I'll be interested in seeing Nicholas Holt try to do Lex Luthor. That could be fun. He's a good actor. He's a good yeah, actor. He's, oh, a, I got, he's been in shit tons. He's I been in a lot of stuff. Um, 
we do have to talk uh, real quick. Let's address the silver surf her. Oh. Um, because I think That's this is one. I am not a fan of scoopers. All right. Yeah, I don't know if you've been around. You're new to the channel. I think uh, they're not going to go anywhere. I've accepted they exist. I think the vast majority of them are uh, full of shit, completely full of shit. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a lot of misinformation, but a lot of scoopers go behind paywalls. And uh, I just, yeah, I think they're all full of crap. But but I think they're just being dumb on this one. I don't know where the source came from, as do you, uh, that supposedly there's going to be a female silver surfer. But we yeah, did. I, I can't remember exactly where the source came from, but the original story is that Marvel were looking for a female Herald of Galactus. And uh, I think that's been changed because Silver Surfer is the most famous Herald of Galactus. I think that story's been perverted uh, into they're looking for a female Silver Surfer. Yeah, uh, so Frankie Reyes Nova. Uh, it's a female Herald of Galactus that actually exists. If you buy, if you got the Haslab Galactus, which I have, yeah, right, you, you get a Nova with it with Silver Surfer. Yes, yeah. yes, you do. Um, and nice well, nerds. <laughs> Uh, it's actually in a prominent position. Thank you for telling us about office. your action figures. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, there I'm you kidding. go. There you go, ladies. Show your cred. Come on. The chat wow, is right here. Okay, sorry. We're done. No. It's okay. Oh, 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 no. okay. But the the fact is that it's absolutely there. It is that that Haslab fucking Galactus is the wow. shit. It is amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so big. Uh, it's so big. Oh, that's what she said. Hey, yo. <laughs> no one else was going to take that Why, one. Why, thank you. I grew it myself. <laughs> I don't know if it was a all, but, um, then. What's that? Yeah. The potential for, like, the, I saw like tweets about it, but like Mads Mikkelsen being eyed for like playing Galactus or whatever. And I was just like, great. Did they Fuck just completely that. forget that he played a villain in the MCU? Yeah. <laughs> They're just repeating people. They've gone through every actor, but I'm I'm fine with that because it'll probably well, as long be as like... the fucking Pedro Pascal. He's getting cast as everything right now. <laughs> I would cast I would cast Mass Mikkelsen as uh, Doctor Doom. I would. Yeah, too. That would have been. Yeah, I could see that working super well. Absolutely. He's a fucking great actor. Him yeah. as Caecilius was probably great. That just gave him no fucking lines and then killed him. Oh. Just like, okay. Yeah. Um, Michael Fassbender yeah, would be a great Doctor Doom. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah good. I mean, he's the Magneto, Magneto, so I think there's going to be too much. Who would be a good uh, Reed Richards? Oh, Adam Driver, who turned it down, which makes me love him even more. <laughs> Adam Driver and Margot Robbie in the same day said no. Wow. They're both those Guarantee you, like, Adam Driver it. turned it down because of Star Wars. He's <laughs> already been in the Marvel Wars. thing, but I think David Tennant would be a good Reed Richards. Ooh, oh, cool. you're right. He would. Yeah, he's kind of gangly and, you know. It's gangly and yeah. he can be smart and I think he'd be good. Uh, it's probably going to be fucking pedro pedro god is so fucking terrible but whatever the thing is it's believable so you can start running yeah. out like yeah they're gonna make silver surfer a girl and of course you got people on on twitter going well there was a silver surfer girl in earth x well yeah earth x oh, earth x is in the 616 okay and it's a dystopian marvel universe when and you know they googled cool that in 1999 well. <laughs> uh but um earth x has a banned comic it's from what for it was venom 
It was the Venom storyline. Help me chat. Why did that get banned again? The Hunger, The Haunted? Not not uh, uh, not the Carnage ones. It's Venom. Venom looks like Carnage in, in Earth-X, right? But they're, oh, forgot what that got banned for. I had too much shit, shit in my brain. <laughs> um, uh, There's one, like, in the early 2000s, three comics got banned. So... Uh, one of them was an Electra issue where they, they showed her shaved vag, uh, which I have. It's number two. Um, I'd like to take a look at that. <laughs> 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 I will trade you a panel from Marvel of Daredevil and Electra hooking up that was too sexy to print. Yeah, really? uh, at Marvel, there is a, a wall of everything that's had to be taken out, but almost went to print. And it is amazing. The art <laughs> stage, though, I looked at it and they're like, it's a little too sexy. And I'm like, oh, this is porn. You they're got all the way to the full colors. Damn. Call in Axel Braun for this scene. There you go. He's <laughs> retiring, by the way. So uh... He did retire. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Axel Braun is a near and dear friend to ours. Yeah. We actually loved his film so much. And he was like, no, the Saska sisters don't actually watch porn. And like, spoiler alert, we do. We do. Uh -oh. And his, his if you haven't heard of Axel Braun kids that are listening, Google him afterwards. He's a huge fan. All of his adaptations are true and kind. And Kenzie Taylor, who plays Captain Marvel, oh my sweetest gosh. girl in the world, also Great a friend. Film. Very nice to men also. So check it out. And also, Sylvan and I co-wrote the Deadpool triple X porn parody by Axel Braun. Yes, we did. Oh, Thank oh, you very much. Little, All right. Yeah, little spoiler alert. You know how Deadpool's always aware? Well, this time he was aware he was famous enough to be in his own Axel Braun porn parody. And boom, hilarity <laughs> ensues. And I wonder if that makes it into Deadpool 3. That'd be cool. Oh, <laughs> man. Wouldn't that be great? Anyways, um, Axel isn't retired. He's retired from adult film, but I don't know if I can say what he's doing right now, but he's you will see his new projects this summer. It's very exciting. His father, Laszlo Braun, invented porn as we know it. So uh, yeah. expect some exciting things from that man. I mean, that story is going to be a killer when he tells right it. Right on. That would be well, a fun interview for you guys. Talking oh, yeah. to Axel. He'd probably he, love it. Well, he, he follows me on Twitter because <laughs> I said, you know, Kenzie Taylor's a Captain Marvel I could get behind. So, uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> She calls me too. Uh, yeah, but I, does John Cena follow you? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, he he followed my other account, which got banned. Fuck. Oh, uh, there you go. Oh, Sergeant Slaughter, I think I'll does. Too. But uh, uh, back to back Maybe to the uh, Silver Surfer. I think this is Gary. I think this is bullshit. Um, and, and but you know what? I can believe it too. I absolutely can. I think this is bullshit, but it, would it surprise me if Disney Marvel made a uh, Silver Surfer a chick and gay and lame? No, no, not at all. Not not in the least bit. Considering that Disney just put Dave Filoni in charge of Star Wars and they haven't fired anybody uh, over the Marvels. Like everybody should be far. Everybody involved with the Marvels down to the catering should never work in Hollywood again, ever. Uh, you, you, you go find, there's other things you can do with your life, uh, that might be more, uh, fulfilling and you might be better at than making movies. Cause you're not very good at making movies. Uh, rip this chat. Why? Oh, silver surfer. I thought that was funny. That's the only reason I put it in the title because the silver surf her, I was very proud of myself for that one. Well done. 
Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we also have some all other terrible news. And this is, uh, haven't talked about Doctor Who in a while because I was waiting. I was at the wait and see mo- mode. I was very skeptical. I think I was holding out maybe 2% hope that maybe something could turn around. But most of it was dashed yeah. in the very first interview Russell T. Davies had with Shudi Gatwa. Shudi Gatwa. When they talked about representation, they started calling Doctor Who with they them. I'm like, well, this is fucking done. <laughs> well, one of the most iconic villains in Doctor Who, Davros, creator of the Daleks, is no longer going to be Davros. He's not going to be sitting in his uh, half Dalek. Uh, because, by the way, he's horribly mutilated. He's on life support. He's only half a person. And uh, that little, it, it's, he's supposed to be like a human Dalek. That's what he is. He's a, the Daleks were formerly human, by the way. They're horribly mutilated creatures. Um, and, and, and this is presented in the, the best way possible and the ho- most horrific way possible in Asylum of the Daleks when they take uh, poor Clara and cut her up and turn her into a Dalek and stuff her, and she doesn't know it. She still thinks she's a girl. You know, it's a freaking horrifying... It's one of the best episodes. Um, wow. Asylum of the Daleks. Yeah. The x-ray goes, she's like, I haven't got I haven't there yet. I haven't that part yet. Uh, oh, well. All start to make sense. Don't worry. It's he okay. was joking. It doesn't happen. It's fine. <laughs> I am not going to worry. You know what? You better hurry up, x-ray girl. <laughs> I'm not going to wait. Martha, okay? About... <laughs> oh, By the time you get caught up on Doctor Who, you'll re- recognize that it's Martha, dead. And you'll just go you just go that name? So Dav- uh, Russell T. Davies came out and clarified because they did a children in need special, which was <sighs> awful. It was like this is the first appearance, uh, reappearance of David Tennant's Fourteenth Doctor. He comes in, and uh, they're building a Dalek, and they knock off a claw, and they make a joke out of it. By the way, and basically the plunger that you know the BBC used because they had no fucking money when they started this show, they made it a joke that he pulled the plunger out of a TARDIS to replace it because he broke the claw when he got there. By the way, he names the Daleks. And Davros is there and he's walking around and I just thought it's an early version of Davros. You know, it's fine. Whatever. These are early days. And the accident probably happens later whatever. No, Russell T. Davies decided to go out and clarify and say that uh, he doesn't want to associate disabled people. I uh, I, I don't know what the term is and I don't give a shit. Um, uh, Disabled people with evil anymore. So Davros will no longer be Davros. The argument... Aside from the master, the most iconic villain in Doctor Who. And to give you reference, it will be like saying, you know, Darth Vader, we can't put him in the suit anymore. We can't have him have prosthetics because we risk offending people with prosthetic prosthetic limbs. Uh, So I've got the video. If we can play the video because stupid streamlabs. Go on, as. I, I I know you want to. Yeah, this, this is this is this is such an infantilization and, and and patronizing of disabled people. It is uh, because so disabled tough. people are portrayed as as heroic. Uh, they are portrayed as heroes. I mean, you pick a hero: Professor X, Barbara Gordon, Cyclops, Cyborg. Um, you know, you could go. You probably go on Robo-Cop. and on. Murdoch, Daredevil. For Christ's sake, you know, these are blind people. These are people who are Robocop. Blind people, people who have limbs lost, sight lost, uh, unable to walk. And it doesn't 
stop them from being heroic. And it, to say that, oh, we don't want to associate disability with, with negative traits, then you are taking something away from what disabled people can actually be. Because then you're saying, oh, if you're disabled, then you must be stunning and brave and, and sweetness and light and all things nice. And maybe, just maybe, some people who are disabled wouldn't mind seeing that aspect of, of, uh, of you know, uh, the psyche explore. Most of them don't mind. You know what? I, I able-bodied people that take it away from other, you know, whatever it is. Who in the fuck looks at Davros and goes, I'm going to associate that with every single person who's in a wheelchair? You it's know who thinks that? Me. Fucking Hollywood. That's the thing, <laughs> Gary. That's the thing, though. It, that I think he would try and argue, it's like, oh, it's like a subconscious thing. It's like, yeah, but now you've made it a conscious thing, a weird yes. conscious thing. I've like, never, hey, I've never looked you, at them as being in a wheelchair. He's he's part Dalek. Who's an amputee who we all Let's love? Get rid of the fucking entire Daleks now. They're all a bunch of wheelchairs running around. Well, yes. And uh, what about the Cybermen? Their brains, their brains, their human yeah. brains, which yep. have been put into. Uh, but who's name uh, a a an amputee who who pretty much everybody loves and it's on a series that we've just been speaking about or a franchise that we've just been speaking about? Luke fucking Skywalker. That's right. And his hand cut off. Well, you see, uh, as we're going to create a world eventually where there's only amputee characters are positive, and then we'll all assume they're all good people as a result subconsciously. And then we'll need to make some villains to balance it out because it will come far in the other direction. No, we're 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 approaching like massive retardation. I was talking about this with uh, uh my son. I, I said with with football teams, you know how the the Redskins got. I'm all you know uh, got taken away. I'm like, you know what? They're going to take away the Patriots. They're going to take away the fucking Patriots. Uh, you know, they will fucking do it. They will do it. You know what? It eventually in entertainment. Nobody will be bad. It'll just be a bunch of nice people sitting around so talking, talking to each other. The, the gray blobs rolling around on a gray, gray blobs, and gray wheels. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say that's how aliens happen, right? That we go too far and then we don't have gender, we don't have anything, and they're coming back to be like, guys, slow down. They're taking away what witches in what fucking D and D because they don't want to. Yes. They don't want to offend witches. So you like. Any, <laughs> Any person coded bad, uh, you know, it, like I joked that in entertainment, the only bad guys we're going to see is Russians, Nazis, and Swedish bikers. That's it. Like those are the only bad people we can portray now. Uh, and you know, it's really, it's stupid really and pointless. That that's not representation. That's not inclusion. And true no. representation will be you're presented as a human, so that yes, somebody in in a wheelchair could be a Nazi. Hooked on meth and bad. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, you're the why does of, like, everyone have to be a model minority? Yeah. That's insane. Because yep. it's the bigotry of low expectation, as yeah. Gary would say. That's no. why. Because a lot. Oh, fuck it. I'll just say how it is. Because a lot of white people in Hollywood are petrified of black people. They are. They're scared to death. They're absolutely petrified of them. They're so, petrified that if they actually portray them as human beings, uh, then, then they might actually have some depth, so they can't do that. They can't it's, attach actual humanity and human like, traits and fails and weaknesses and strength. Can't do that. The reaction to Me Too that you guys were talking about earlier, same one for Summer of Love. Scared yeah. the oh fucking shit out gosh. of them. 
It's so funny. Uh, one of my friends, uh, after that happened in Canada, he was walking with his other friend. Two of them were black. And then all of these white people started clapping for them as oh, soon as they walked into this area. And what? then one man walked over oh. and said he wanted to shake his hand. And he was like, why? And he's like, you know, for everything. you've And it's it's the get out racism yes. of it. It's like, yes, if you're over focused on the positive of a minority, you're also racist. Yeah. Like, yes. You're also yes. Racist. It's about equality. Well, we saw this in feminism a while ago. It was like, yay, equality. And then some chicks were like, fuck men. And we're like, oh, oh, that's not going to work. And it became really fucked up. And then they were like, oh, we don't want men feminists. We don't want anything like this. Chicks have to take over everything. And MCU. Yeah. Yeah. We've, no, said many, we've said many, many times, the people who are, who are espousing all this ideology, they are actually the sexists. Yeah. They are actually the racists, the homophobes, the bigots. What they're saying is nothing but projection because they have to project their own feelings on this onto other people to justify what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So... When people would say, like, is there, is there any bother in the fact that a lot of American movies will have a grand villain, they'll be British, always British, like, evil British man? And there's always this, like, no, I like the British villains, they're fun. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, yes, but what about, you know, like, a, a subconscious bias? Like, oh, yes, America having a subconscious bias against Britain, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's a movie. laughs> uh, Hit play and see if this even plays. Fucking StreamYard, you suck. Of Doctor Who children in need special wasn't exciting enough. We also got to see oh, the return boy, of one yeah. of the most iconic Doctor Who villains, Davros. A brilliant scientist from the planet Scarrow, Davros first appeared in Doctor Who in the 1975 story Genesis of the Daleks. One of the goats. As a wheelchair user with a disfigured no! face, Davros. A fanatical dedication to the Daleks. Life support but on machine. Set today, Davros is looking quite different. We had long conversations about bringing Davros back because he's a fantastic character. Time and society and culture and taste has moved pause. on. Pause. No! Pause. Pause. no, he was a fantastic character. Yeah. Part of his character is his iconic look. Yeah. You can't just roll some walking dude out and say, this is Davros. It's like, oh, okay, well, fine. you know. Okay, hit continue, please. Problem. It's like calling Miles Morales Spider-Man. You got to... Yeah, rewind that. Wait, wait, you said that you were okay with it being a pre-accident or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But which I—that's th what I thought it was. And then I woke up the next yeah, day yeah, yeah. and I see these quotes on Twitter, and I'm like, "This cannot be fucking real." And it was, dude. It's directly for the, the man speaks it. Hang on. Well, Let's, I mean, he looks super generic now. <laughs> that's how he, the look's gonna be. Yeah. Too soon. I haven't seen this. I mean, before. it's the same costumes from before, but like he, yeah. That's, He's supposed to be a horror. Like, Davros oh, yeah, scared yeah. the shit out of kids in the UK, okay? Because he is a horror. He is the fucking horrible look. It's great. Well, he talks about, like, genetic purity and stuff, right? Which is yeah. supposed to be the sort of irony, the tragic yeah. irony. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, you know. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not as aware as you guys are of the context of all of this, but just from that brief image I saw, it's like, oh, we... Are we doing the more? Are we are we edging toward more of like a Nazi look instead of a yeah, which they yeah, had well, before. They, I mean, they, you know, yeah, yeah, they got yeah. the the SS looking thing there. Hit play, and he'll tell you all his context. He's a fantastic character. Time and society and culture and taste has moved on, and there's a problem with Davros of old in that uh, he's a wheelchair user 
who is evil. And <laughs> I had problems with that. And a lot of us on the production team had the problems with that. Broken fucking mess of a man. Fucking, you fucking elitist Brits. There is something special about elitist Brits. Sorry, but the Brits here are not elitist. But your fucking, your, your little cabal in London uh, is so up its London own isn't fucking London is It is a special kind of fucking woke. With these fucking morons who just jerk each other off at cocktail parties. And the only reason they fucking do this is so they can go, look at how awesome we yeah. are. We are look so awesome. Let's are. give each other awards, okay? And then we'll jerk each other off and then treat each other like shit. But we'll go out in public and tell you how great we are. And all the crippled people can no longer see themselves in Davros because that's what they all did. Man. You know, every person in the wheelchair went, I can't watch this Doctor Who shit. This Davros guy is rolling around in a fucking wheelchair. What the fuck? Could he never met Chris Daddy. Could you imagine if they hired a an actor that's in a chair? Because that's one of the biggest problems for actors that actually use chairs. There's no roles for them. And as soon yeah. as there is, it's somebody who wants to sit down. We hired an actor in our last movie, and he's uh he's training to play Terry Fox now. We're working on that project, and it's so cool. Because he is a chair user. He does have to walk with prosthetics. It's so freaking cool. And I remember so many times on set, people are like, oh, like he was made out of glass. And uh, spoiler alert, it's we beat the shit out of him. He does his own stunts. He's so great in this Night of the Living Dead movie we do. And everyone's like, holy crap, this kid did it. And Christian Rose. And it's like, well, yeah. And you've never seen it. And could that would have been cool to see like what an actor would have done with this new thing. And instead they're like, nah. One out of eight people are uh, disabled, but we can't see them in TV. What if people have opinions about that? Mm, opinions yeah. are bad. By the way, London is not England, by the way. Uh, no. I, I just got to, I went to your lovely country, had the best time outside of London. Uh, I used to like London a lot. I, lo I, I, I truly did. I, I was like, looked forward to going there. It's not the same London it was 20 years ago. And these, this, again, this, not all Brits, this elite cabal of, whatever the fuck they are uh live in their own bubble they don't leave london and, and if they do it's just to go to another studio they don't go into the country in england they don't go to other countries and 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 can, they're, they're so fucking disconnected yes it's like woke hollywood but it's it's a little more elite uh with the elite bubble in the bbc they're they're a little more disconnected and not by much we'll say 10 percent more than woke hollywood uh, and it's disappointing because I generally see, you know, yes, most of you are evil, but I generally see uh, the average Brit is smarter than us, than the average American. Our our, our lo lower yeah, common denominator is pretty low. Okay, we'll just say I think, that. I think that's a myth, by the way, but okay. You can fuck with this logic in every single direction, by the way, because I assume his argument's going to be we don't want to portray too many people in wheelchairs as evil because that sets a subconscious bias. Like, what if I said, like, well, we better throw out Professor X, too. And I could picture him being like, whoa, 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 why? And I'm like, well, we don't want people to think, like, oh, everyone in a wheelchair is wise and smart because they <laughs> Yes, exactly. It works exactly the same way. Yeah. Exactly. We, we don't, yeah, well, that's humiliating to people in wheelchairs who have yes, it is. whole lives. We don't want... This is, like, it's just... This is, nobody's fucking thinking this way. Why are you doing this? Like, what? This, this is, this is um, the woke virus. It's the woke mind virus. It, it, it poisons you. It absolutely poisons what you can and cannot do. It, it poisons your creativity. It, it poisons your ability to construct stuff. You start looking at everything from a superficial angle instead of depth and complexity. 
you start looking at disability and color and ethnicity and gender. That's all you're looking at, superficial. You are neutering yourself. You're neutering your characters and you're neutering your story. And to hear Russell T. Davis say this, and I know the guy's gone through uh, some, some shit, but it, he's, it's broken him. This is not Russell T. Davis from 2005. This is not the guy that resurrected Doctor Who and made it unbelievably great. And by the way, in 2005, all of us fucking knew Russell T. Davis was gay. Nobody gives a fuck. We wanted good Doctor Who. We don't care who makes Doctor Who. We don't care who's casting Doctor Who or whatever franchises. Never have, never will. This whole inclusion diversity nonsense is a fucking lie. It's a lie created by talentless people to take roles of talent. That's what it's there for. And it's used as a weapon and it's used as a shield to hide behind from criticism. It's fucking poisonous. And it, Disney, if Disney wants to change, we spoke about earlier, getting rid of Kathleen Kennedy won't do anything. No, because Disney needs to get rid of Bob Iger and all the fucking house of cards down to fall. That's what needs, needs to go to on Twitter. with these companies. Yeah, with with if the BBC is going to change, if Twitter's going to change, or sorry, Twitter, if Disney's going to change, it has to be like Twitter. It has to be completely yeah. gutted, completely yeah. gutted. You, the woke mind virus is very real, and uh, RTD's coming off as bitter now, and it's sad because what As said earlier, he brought so many people together with Good Doctor Who, and and everybody loved Captain Jack. Everybody knew Captain Jack would fuck anything. He was the actual pansexual. Nobody cared because they liked the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he comes back and he, and he he seems really fucking bitter and uh, and, and it looks Captain like... Jack wasn't defined by his sexuality. No. We knew no. his sexuality, but he was defined by how he interacted with people and his depth and complexity as a character. That's how you get people over. Nobody in the particularly in the West, the vast majority of people don't give a shit what you do in private. None of us do. As long as you're not hurting people, as long as everything's consensual and fine, that's okay. You do you. But that way, it allows us to move on and bring complexity and depth to characters that we don't have to rely on the superficiality. We don't have to rely on ethnicity or gender or religion or just those traits which don't actually mean anything at the end of the day because it's always going to be the content of your character that carries something. And the content of this character, this... This was an unpopular decision. Actually, this this uh, this unleashed is getting ratioed to hell. Oh right? well, this is not a very popular move. And and oh, she got, it gets worse. But let's let's hear the rest. And I had problems with that, and a lot of us on the production team had the problems with that of associating disability with evil. And trust me. There's a very long tradition of this. I'm not blaming people in the past at all, but the world changes. And when the world changes, Doctor Who has to change as well. We can evolve. We can start a new. Pause. Um, Why do people still like Doctor Who? If the world has changed so much, why do people still gravitate to the old Doctor Who? Because it goes through time. Doesn't that ever feel like a smokescreen to you guys? Say what you mean. Don't use terms that everyone agrees with, like things change in the world and that we can have our media, you know, have updated and different stories to tell. When you're changing something like Davros, it's like, don't, don't use that logic. Tell me specifically why he's not allowed to be in a wheelchair. And, and if your reasoning is as simple as if people see him in a wheelchair, they will think wheelchair people are evil. It's like, 
do you, you know how much of a fucking clown you sound like if you say it like that? <laughs> so instead, you say, the world is different now and it's time for Doctor Who to be different along with the. Because I, I assume that Gary as well, like, right, uh, everybody, you agree that when, when, when the show is moving on, it's going to be influenced in a good way by whatever developments we have, be it technological, societal, civilizational, sure. whatever mm -hmm. realizations we've come to have. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But the idea that you're like, well, we can't have Davros in a wheelchair. We've come too far as a society to have Davros in a wheelchair. It's it's what? the exact same argument. It, like, if you see somebody in a wheelchair and you're like, that's evil because I watch Davros. <laughs> that's the same retarded logic that you see black people when you see orcs. If you yes. see black people when you see mm -hmm. orcs, you may be the problem. Okay. What? Is that a thing? That yes. is a thing. Yeah, what? a white guy, by the way, a white guy did a study and, uh, <laughs> and decided that uh, the orcs were actually black pe coded black people coded in black. Dungeons and Dragons. And, and so that was uh, got rid of. They've got rid of things like racial traits, things like that. There's now disabled ramps in dungeons. Uh, all this kind of absolute h hilarity. Um, those, oh, and my f my personal favorite, and you're gonna love this, Sausages. My personal favorite to make D and D more inclusive for all is no more interracial relationships. <laughs> no. What? Oh, what? Two different species <laughs> fucking is racist. That's. <laughs> It feels like racial projection. Like it feels like they're racist, so they're making a bunch of you right. Yeah. 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 You think? Justin Levy just in the asteroid. <laughs> you know, there's, there's an alternate universe <laughs> where we're not talking about any of this, and instead we're just talking about how there's three great movies that have Joker in it and the different backstories, <laughs> and we're talking about which one's the best backstory. We're, we're talking about the three timeline. great Doctor Who specials <laughs> that are going to come up for the 60th anniversary. 60th, yeah. Featuring three different fighting. doctors <laughs> linking yeah, like together for one super weapons, and which one's the most scientifically accurate one? That's what we're yeah. talking about. The in that time towers line. are still standing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. And the Chargers are still in San Diego. And the Patriots still have a dynasty. A dynasty. dynasty. Hey, uh, there's rumors that Belichick might go to San Diego after they fire the coach. After they fire this coach. Well. Oh, well. help. We don't have Tom Brady, so. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, this, the, but it gets worse. Hang on. If you can share it, X-ray girl, uh, I'll just talk about it. You you can go to my Twitter and find it. Uh, it's under my tweet that says, uh, "Well, it looks like we're right back to." No, no. It's uh, it's the other one. Well, it's the one where I say, uh, "Let's be real." Doctor Who never had much of a chance anyway. And now it's really fucking dead because Russell T Davies is responding to people complaining about this on Instagram. And the complaints are like, fuck you, you know, gamer word. It's like, Hey, I never saw it like this. And Davros is a iconic villain. And I don't really understand why you're doing this. We have people who are in wheelchairs coming out going, I do not understand why you're doing this. I don't like this decision. This is now certainly there's a couple of people going, this is a great move, whatever. But he's responding going, tough and poor baby that's, that's so petty of him why fucking petty and and uh and pathetic he doesn't have to respond he could also <laughs> say thank you for the opinion great for the show i hope to win you back over it is hey like that young actress in the marvels 
She is very well spoken in the press. I was just going to ask as to read Amon Vellani's response to the criticism, uh, which was a masterclass on how you do it. Watch her head of Marvel Studios. Yeah, let me let me just uh, go get that. Yeah, Um, while you're collecting it, I was going to say it would be interesting to hear Russell T respond to a quote unquote wheelchair user's like perspective on this being absolutely insane. But now you show me that I don't really need to imagine it. Do I I just like, (laughs) so he's just going to say, fuck you basically leave me alone. I've I've made the better decision. Go away. Yeah. His ego has run absolutely wild. Um, Who knows what happened? Maybe it's always been like this, but boy, uh, it's going to turn out to be a really bad move. And like, and st- dude, right before your fucking specials, you you had a bunch of goodwill. If you had just shut the fuck up, you would have been fine. <laughs> you know, okay, I mean, I got it. you got okay. Let's just read it because it's okay. Perfect. So uh, Iman Valani addresses the Marvels struggling at the box office, and she says, "I don't want to focus on something that's not even in my control because what's the point? That's for Bob Iger." Has nothing to do with me. I'm happy with the finished product, and the people that I care about enjoyed the film. Atta girl, yes. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah, it's like she's a movie star or something. Well I, on yeah. her way. Well on her way. Well she is wiser way. than uh, 99% of the people in Hollywood at 21 years old, and even though she and quite frankly, she's more likable as Miss Marvel than the character from the comic book. And the same oh, can yeah. be said for, uh, for, I keep forgetting her name, Haley Steinfeld. 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 As Kate Bishop is actually charming too. She's way char- more charming than the character in the comic book. Well, pity and- about Cassie Lang, huh? Oh, <laughs> the three. Oh. Hey, she's got a really good golf swing. Hey, the Cassie <laughs> Lang from Endgame was a better actress in her little scene. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Way better. Young Avengers. It's kind of it's weird to see it set up like this. It's well, get funny. ready to hate it for Marvel. I pitched Young Avengers and like doing a Wiccan Hulkling like solo series, and they said no effing way. And they said because there's not one gay character but two gay characters, and you want to just develop their relationship. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we wanted them to go to West Hollywood. One was going to be an actor, the other one was going to get involved with the Hollywood occult. It was going to be such a fun story. That's the casting that I'm going to wake up throwing up to. Whoever plays Wiccan and whoever plays Hulkling, because uh, Hulkling was the son of Captain Marvel, and well, I don't know how that's going to happen. Now. Well, it's not Teddy anymore, isn't it, Eddie? Yeah, I bet it was someone who didn't even read the comic book and says, oh, it's his name's Eddie. I'm pretty sure on this one. Yeah. The OG Avengers was good. (laughs) I liked it. it. They had, you know, Kang was Iron Lad. Yeah. He was was badass. It was really cool. That's a little low-key, too. It was fun. And I love when they face Doctor Doom and he just fucked them right up. And I was like, that is what would happen if a bunch of children fought Doctor Doom. Yes. Yeah, one would I die. loved it. Oh, it was so good. And yep. it felt like that was the origin of Kang becoming evil because he's like, oh, well, now I have to go back and I have to fix that I let her die. And it's like, it was beautiful. I really liked it. I liked yeah, it. I did too. It was fun at the time. It was. You guys, uh, I can't wait to see it messed up. Yeah. You guys up to date on like, the, what Ridley Scott has been saying to criticisms of Napoleon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> French people don't even like themselves is... <laughs> One of the greatest quotes ever. <laughs> that was funny as shit. Yeah. Uh, less fun of the like what he has to say about historical accuracy. Yeah. Basically, like, I were don't you there? 
Shut up, ah! Were you there? Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, it was funny. I was in a call with Rags, and uh, you found out that like Ridley Scott had him shooting cannons at the pyramids to just show, you know, that we're in Egypt, and that's that's happening. And it's like, uh, apparently that's horrifically inaccurate. And I was like, uh-oh, this is going to fucking piss everybody off then. It's like, unfortunate, but I, I, you know, I want to see it. Why I'm going to go see it. I'm, I'm seeing see it. it Thursday. Oh, yeah. And Thanksgiving <sighs> is in theaters right now. Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Very nice and gory. I thought it was good. Or Black yeah, liked it. Or Black Garrett yeah. liked it. Said it was really yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, some, some good little things. Just a good kind of classic slasher. Oh, to the soups. Um. Who saw the killer here? Ah! Okay. I'd watch Boss Banner just stand there for two and a half hours. And then you know what? I agree. Even better. And I'm, even better. I'm, I'm a Fincher fan. Big Fincher fan. I, I don't think he is what he was. Um, so I watched it and, and Mahler's like, I really liked it. What'd you think? I'm like, you know, I, I thought it was all right. You know, I'll probably never watch it again. Uh, but then the next day we're driving you know, up to Wisconsin, my wife and I were talking about the movie for like two hours. <laughs> so I watched, it, uh, I watched yeah. it again. I'm happy to say I love it at this point. Yeah, I'm so really I'm probably going to watch it again now. My <laughs> so it's, um, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, go watch Drinker's right. video for anybody who's curious about it, but like not willing to give it a shot just yet. He might be able to convince you. But the thing about it is, and I don't mean this with any disrespect at all, but a lot of people are going into it and then completing it and being like, that wasn't the movie I signed up for. And it's like, yeah, don't they, they compared it to John Wick. And it's yeah, like, don't just, sign up for John Wick. Don't sign up for uh, Equalizer. Don't sign up for fucking any hyper action. Uh, by the way, those yeah, movies Fincher doesn't there. do those kind of movies. No. Yeah, this no, is I, not I, that. You know, yeah. the dragon tattoos. I mean, I, I saw the Swedish films. I know that the books, better but I saw the Swedish films before I saw Fincher's version. But I, I yeah. love Fincher's version of the Girl of the Dragon. I, did, I thought it was I okay. Love I thought it was Network. okay. Social Network's great film. Social oh, Network yeah. is great. Network. I love Gone Girl. And that's got Andrew great. Garfield Gone in Girl's it as well. The no, Social Network is. You did? Yeah. 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 And seven. Yeah. Social Network is something I, I made my kids watch. I'm like, you could learn a lot about business, about how uh, businesses yeah. run in America by watching this movie and how yeah. cutthroat it is. Yep. And I love that opening line about, you know, that, the, the, you know, I love nerds. I'm a nerd, but some nerds have a chip on their shoulder and they think it's because they're a nerd. And, I, and the girl puts it best. It's like, no, it's because you're an asshole. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so good. And, yeah, and Zuckerberg the, 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 was a fucking asshole. He was a my, and then fucking my video asshole. yesterday. The, the <laughs> novels didn't it's fail always. because it's it's uh, you know intersectional. It didn't fail because of uh, sexist. It didn't fail because of racist. It didn't fail because of homophobia. Homophobes it didn't fail because Nia Costa's a black woman. It just fell because it's shit. Yeah, it's just shit. And yeah. and uh, yeah, the, 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 I think uh, judging by what we've seen within different industries whether it be the comic industry tv film a lot of people with a lot of chips on their shoulders and i think a lot of the reason why is they know they're not there for the right reasons and yeah, that gives yeah. well, them the chip on their shoulder it feels like nia DaCosta was cast as a direct food because they knew what was happening and i even saw with like the Candyman thing nobody was talking about anything they were just talking about that she was a black woman and that was yeah. it and it's such a bummer because like Imagine instead of casting her, hiring her for her perspective, and then seeing that in the film 100% and being like, whoa, this is so new. I don't well, usually see this perspective. 
we've talked about this. This is the problem with casting, which Hollywood does. Disney's the worst at it. Marvel's Disney Marvel is absolutely the worst at it. Is you are shrinking your talent pool. We that's people yeah. of talent. That's the only PO whatever you need to yeah. worry about is POT. Yeah. Doesn't matter what they look <laughs> like. Hey, you know, uh, we all. I love Terminalist, directed by a transgender director. But even the transgender director, like did not want to make an issue out. It's like, it's my choice. It's what I do. I'm not about the politics or anything about it. I'm like, I love the Terminalist. and Terminalist was great. N nobody talked about it. Five Nights of Freddy, uh, directed by a woman. Right. So yes. about that. that's about us. And, and, and that movie's going to make more money than the Marvels. Mm -hmm. No. So you're shrinking your talent pool. Even, and then and then it shrinks even further when you go when you like cut out it, it can't be it has to be a woman and it has to be a black woman okay well I mean that's great I hope that more black women direct good stuff if they're good uh, but we can't just do it and then ultimately how does that make them feel this is gonna ruin Nia DaCosta's career it's oh, fucking over if that it, new movie she's doing right now isn't a huge fucking or, hit. The smartest thing she did is leave the editing process and get into another movie so yeah. she can be like, no, 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 no. Just so you know, this is my vision. Well, it's funny because we worked with Joel Schumacher's editor. So we started talking about Batman. We're like, how did this happen? This is the Lost Boys guy. And the studio made a deal with him. They could screw up the movie and do whatever they wanted. And he got, uh, was it Flawless? I forget which one. It was a movie about, uh, oh, it was awesome. It's film of Philip Seymour Hoffman and Robert De Niro. And Robert De Niro was like a shitty cop. And uh, and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was uh, uh, a trans oh, person who was teaching him how to sing again. So it was like this, it was so beautiful, but he had to sacrifice Batman for it. So I wonder if they gave, I mean, Nia's, it's Tessa Thompson who's starring in Nia's new, next movie. So maybe they're like. They're friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's doomed. It's fucking dead. It's then. Doomed. Well, She's I was about to say we've seen this play out. It's, she might get the Batty Jenkins sort of ending. Oh yeah. yes. Yes, yeah, she will. No, I'll tell you what. Sausages is about Joel Schumacher is even when he was massively criticized for Batman and Robin because he's still attached as director. He didn't berate the fans. No. He didn't berate people. He said, "I'm, I'm, I'm sorry." He said, "I wanted to. I want. I just wanted to make a film that that made you know that was made people smile or whatever. And if I didn't do that, uh, then I'm you know I'm sort of sorry about that. But it's never my intent to uh, you know piss him off." came out and apologized for Spider-Man Three too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, even though there's tons of studio interference, he said ultimately it's all me. Yeah, yeah. Well, Spider-Man 3 into the new Spideys. Like to me, it's still perfect. Now uh, it's a masterpiece. Spider-Man 3 is way more watchable. <laughs> I love Emo Peter Parker. Oh. I loved it because oh, the, you know, the oh, coming out. makes people into murderers. Okay, and to him, he was just kind of a dick. He was like a just 1950s villain. Oh, <laughs> get me some shade. Now dig on this. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you can oh, no, so some of that crazy. stuff is Dude, when when he's eating the pie and and Harry goes so good. Yes! <laughs> so, oh, oh my god, so good. I mean that um, I rewatched the initial uh, I say initial. It's fucking like three quarters of the movie. Uh, Harry versus Peter fight. Oh the, yeah. Um, the the and someone's pointed out the sound design is so fucking cool. You know his yeah. um his like wrist blades. It's like <laughs> like going around and uh, he has to dodge. But then the uh, the way that Sam Raimi films action is um. He's kind of unmatched a lot of the times. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's plenty to enjoy in Spider-Man 3. It's unfucking deniable. And Dude, it's crazy that they stopped. 
Evil you know? Dead is the shit. Ashford's yes. Evil Dead is the best TV show of the last 10 years. It's Hell such yeah. a fucking tragedy. It got canceled. No, Raimi's the shit. Just don't let him work with the MCU anymore, please. I think he came uh, in late and he had to clean it up. When I watched uh, uh, Mom, uh, <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange Mom, it felt like he came in and he did the beginning and he put some jokes in and yeah. he tried to um, Raimi it up. But I think it was like they were so pregnant with it yeah. that it was just like, let's try and bring a little bit of Sam in so people will, you know, come and watch this thing. Also, He's the also- name Sam Raimi made me, it was like Tobey Maguire. As soon as I heard Sam, I was like, oh, thank God, it's safe. Uh, uh, Sam is famously a nice guy. He's just yeah. a nice guy. So he's he's going to do, if the studio hires him to do a job, he's going to do what he's asked. He's not going to be like our tour and get all fucking pissy with them. He's just not that type of person. But when he goes on his own stuff, again, Ash versus Evil Dead, you know, people love Cobra Kai because it showed the original characters uh, a lot of respect, brought in some new characters you like. Ash versus Evil Dead did it first. Yeah. It is so, it is so in line with Evil Dead. It is such a perfect sequel to Army of Darkness. Yeah, man. Ash, it's so fucking. That first episode is so fucking good. It's directed by oh, Sam yeah, Raimi. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, Bruce Campbell is just the daddy. He really is. I love him. He he's just so sharing this extra uh, Yes, they are Good making chance. a Bully sure? Maguire <gasps> hot toy. They are. They are. They made a Medicom one. Do you own it? This I have the, it. This is the hot toy one. This is an official now. Bully Maguire hot oh toy. Oh my god, I love Bully it. Bully Maguire. Oh, I has, love it. Has Toby accepted Bully Maguire and Chad Maguire? Is he aware of that? <laughs> he probably has. Probably, probably. Is. probably. Has I'm not. Been. I'm not pre-ordering from any outlet ever again. Ever again. I'll wait till it's out. No, and maybe I'll yeah. buy it. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, Gary, are you, I've yeah. been made aware by Fringy. You just sent me the Marvel Entertainment main channel. I think it's saw someone in chat mentioning. I didn't think it was real. They just released a 40 second. The Marvels trailer called the Meowvels. Oh yeah. Oh, um, uh, we gotta I find think, that right well, now. I think, I think we could watch that. it, right? Like, but this, good fucking god, this is such a great way to summarize why this film will make nothing. It's you know, crazy. My okay. mom asked me if there's cats in it, and I said, "Yeah," and she's like, "I that's cool. I don't want to see it." <laughs> that's cool, I guess. In my superhero <laughs> movie, you're gonna have to read the super chats because I can't even pull up. Well, maybe I can. Maybe I can. Maybe I can, but um, holy shit! So so I, the build up to the Marvels. I don't know people. I just don't think there was a lot of interest to the build up. You know, I I made a few videos. They did all right. You know, I'm not complaining, but it, it just at the time I'm like, oh, I don't think anybody gives a fuck about this movie. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously it, it, though, what's what's there to give a fuck about? The only thing was that was its box office, and it was so astronomically bad, so much worse than we could possibly imagine. It became the news. It's now the legacy of the movie. It's not even the movie itself. It, it, as I said in my video, it was a, it's a fixed point in the culture war. It's it's a fucking victory. It's a rare victory where the fans just like, fuck this, and we actually got through to people. <laughs> you know, people are like, no, now we're done, we're done. Uh, it, whose fault is it? It's Marvel's. It's not the fans' fault. Mm-hmm. The fans didn't make this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not YouTubers' fault. We didn't make this shit. Nope. Uh, and, and we can't gape shit 
Gape shit. Gape we, shit. Can't, <laughs> we can't gape Don't shit. Google that. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or if you do, make sure your parents are out the room. We, uh, <laughs> we can't gatekeep any shit. We, you know, we've been called the gatekeepers again, projection. We're not the ones keeping people out of fandom. Quite the opposite. Fandom has always been open to everyone. And uh, Corporation came in and Corporation went, this is how we're going to clean out or improve yeah. you fans change, who, who built this modify. all up and made it popular for decades you were wrong we're gonna improve on yeah. this okay yeah. um and uh we're gonna by the way we're gonna start choosing our audience we don't want any like russell t davies just came out and said bigots we don't want you all right bye do you know because big, bigotry isn't quite the word some people think it is bigotry no. means i just don't agree with certain aspects of whatever it may be. So, yeah, I'm quite happy to be a bigot uh, to yeah, Russell T. Davis. In return, you know, there, there's uh, there's bigots to Christianity. There's political bigots. There's religious yeah. bigots. Yeah. Uh, it's totally safe to fucking pick on Christians and yeah. talk shit about Christians. Uh, it's totally safe to, you know, uh, you know, pick on white people right now. It's that's that's all there is. It's still a form of bigotry. Yeah. You know, that's that was one of the I didn't put that clip in, but one of the best clips in the South Park special is when when uh, when black female Cartman's being called racist and she's like, you can't be racist. No honky ass motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's fucking funny and true. Uh, do we have that video? X-ray girl. Yeah, I was just waiting to. Uh. Oh, you can. <laughs> Maybe waiting a long time. And more side. <laughs> we gotta get soups after this. We're gonna talk about the rip first. I've never seen anything. While we're like waiting this. for that to load up, because it's gonna we take a minute. We got it. We I got can't, it. I can't see it. So you oh. guys react to it and I'll watch it on my phone. It's so okay. cute. <laughs> well, it's fucking great so far. The special effects are mind blowing, and of course, yeah. they're banking <laughs> entirely on the only thing I guess of value in the entire film. And it's it's cats. so weird how that there's someone at Marvel decided <laughs> we can't market this with anything other than cats. Like, wait, this isn't official, is it? It's from the oh, Marvel I, Entertainment. I thought this was a joke. What? Terrified. This is official. <laughs> no. Uh, no. I thought this is a parody. Right in with I'm their fucking mind. weird Funko Pop stroking stream. This is now playing in theaters. This is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they spent this money on this. Cat that well, it's just really puffy in the neck. This but, is such ooh, a fucking like. Want to go into the okay, like, that's what it is. Well, they're all scrambling and running around being like, how are we losing so much money? You just need someone with a brain cell to walk in and just play this ad. Are you you play, like, X-Ray Girl? What are you guys doing? No, I paused it because they were talking. Okay, hit play. <laughs> and you. <laughs> and you. It's better than movie. Oh, there's no laser cat. What are you doing? Nick Fury. 
if, if there was someone Nick, out there who was on the you know on the fence about whether or not to see this, would they be like, oh, now I know that I should see this? I don't mean like what the fuck are they going to do with this? That says this film's for crazy cat ladies. Are you a middle-aged woman alone, destined to live your life without the comfort of a man's warmth? Or you own fifteen cats. This movie, you stink of cat piss. This film's for you. By the way, we understand that no, you don't understand like the Marvel films. You're too busy eating your own kitty litter. As you uh, join the marketing team, that was a solid what pitch. The Marvel being badass. It's all gone. Remember all Iron dead. Man? Yeah. Iron you know what? They, they should they, they should offer free Marvel's tickets with box wine. Uh, <laughs> yes. I should. They should, uh, should offer them with, with Harry, every not even the scoop of somebody buys. Wine not even watching it. <laughs> Nobody's watching it. Do you no, have because they're drinking wine, wine alone in the houses of a night. Do you have box wine in the UK? As? Do you have box wine in the UK? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. They have sadness in the UK. You have sadness yeah, in the yeah, UK. We have plenty of sadness in the UK. <laughs> we practically invented in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, well, your bands are so sad. Uh, the Smiths, who are prominently uh, uh-huh. in the killer. I'm yeah. I some of the saddest weather in the world. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got it right now. We got some real sad fucking weather. Oh going yeah, my, it's looking pretty sad out here. It's going to be dark in like an hour here. It's fucking <sighs> depressing. Can't wait. Well, it's been pitch black for nearly five hours here already. Oh, <laughs> all right. We got to read soups uh, while we're pull getting that ready. So the Ripperverse is doing pretty well. Uh, all right. And it's, it, well, yes. And you want to know why? Because I wear rip it, I wear eyes and shirts in my videos. So you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. You're welcome, Eric. Thank you, Ed. Ah, dead sexy. That's when we're gonna. That's why we're gonna make five million. That's why we're oh, gonna yeah. do it. Oh yeah. Like Release the ripper sketch. Yes. I want the ripper sketch. I think it's so funny because Eric's so humble about it, but he's made like so many comic books that are multi-million dollar campaigns. You got to see the shitty sketch he did. I, need I don't it. even give a fuck what it looks like. It's just so cool. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I agree. But uh, he's you guys are doing great. So uh, you are. Uh, oh, there's probably some NDA stuff. So yes, sir. You're working on a book. Can you talk about it? Yeah, yeah. we are it? the writers of Yaira 1, 2, and maybe I, we, other books. We can't say how many Yairas we've written. We can admit to. And <clears throat> we can't tell you how many comic books we've written uh, for the Ripiverse, but um, <laughs> more than one. Well, two. More than one. And we've written a lot of characters. I, I would say uh, there's a, almost all of the characters in the Ripiverse have appeared in books that we may or may not have written by now. <laughs> yeah, and if you guys have read the first issue of Isom, Isom actually has a great well, I never cool did. interaction no, with Yaira. Has. They have this fight. And yeah, and then Yaira's about to throw him into a car and she goes, white girl magic. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? She goes, white power. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. And then a bunch of cats run through, so it's okay. It's okay. We got cats. We got a cat trailer coming out. It's gonna be sick. We got a little Eric cat. It's adorable. Eric Eric is Yaira, and he kind of gave her to us to raise. We're the nannies of Yaira, and we're very deeply invested in her. And yeah, she is 
Man, she's just, for me as a comic book fan, I grew up really loving Rogue and Storm. Yeah. I thought they were super badass. At no point did I ever think that Rogue and Storm weren't for male viewers as well. No. They're just super badass, super hot chicks that were super powerful and flawed and, you know, really layered. And Yaira is a return to, you know, good writing and flawed characters and uh, the hero's journey. Yaira doesn't just start amazing and then by the end, everyone realizes, hey, she was pretty great. She's got shit that she's working through. And if this is the first time you've ever seen me and Jen, we're traditionally horror directors. Yeah. Mm. We've made uh, seven horror movies. Uh, we've specialized in body horror. We remade a Cronenberg and then did a sequel to uh, Night of the Living Dead that's coming out on Tubi next year. And uh, we bring a lot of that stuff into this as well. Oh, yeah. Yaira is not for all. Well, if you're like me growing up, it is for all ages. But you might <laughs> want to read Yaira first before you give it to your kids. Because there's battles oh. and uh, Yaira is a character who kills. Potentially. I don't know. Maybe if you handled Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, your kid can watch it. If they watch that and they didn't go insane, they can read this comic. And if your kid watched Walking Dead, they'd be like, what is this? <laughs> awesome. I can't wait. Uh, do we have an ETA on that? Can we talk yes. about that? Yes, February. February. It was slipped on a stream where we're talking to the boss that February will be the day that it Whoopsies. comes out. <laughs> I do distinctly recall. Yeah, we're going to have a really busy February. Ayo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to come on that stream, by the way, and I, I couldn't. I was working on my video. Oh, Sorry. Gary, you can come for us anytime. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just happy I still can. I'm 54, okay? <laughs> Swedish penis enlarges and me. It's not I'm, mine, I, baby. It's not my wife's not there listening. She's like, well, no. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, X-ray, X-ray, goo. Ooh, uh, well, the great thing with streamers is we can do some of it this way. So we start with that. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't see shit, so I'm gonna go to Twitter. <laughs> no, I don't. It, it's it's reacting. Do you even see the uh, star? No, no. It, it, Streamyards is fucked on Chrome for some reason, oh, and I don't know okay. if it's Chrome. It's fine like, for me on Chrome. It's it's not for me. And it's mm. it's not for it's as time goes on. So as the it, the stream gets tired, <laughs> that's, that's the best way. <laughs> yeah, all my screens are black now. Boom. Oh no. Now that now I don't see anything. You guys can probably see that right now. So you can read okay, it, Extra Girl. So, uh, Rolling the wretched on the Streamlab side for twenty dollars says having some Earl Grey with lemon and need some help from As. I have never bought crumpets before As, and Ooh. I want to make sure I buy the right ones. So could you please ask Mahler to describe a crumpet since he's a proper Brit? Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> you know the rules about smack talk, Roland. <laughs> hey, you, you know, Roland's the guy who waxed his balls, so yeah. you can give him smack for that. Uh, by the way, uh, Roland, uh, Warburton's. Buy Warburton's crumpets. Warburton's. Those sound good. I like crumpets. I, I had crumpets I with do. veggie mice. When you went... You were here. I had them downstairs for you, and we, I totally forgot to um to make you have a couple of crumpets. You fucker! I'm never talking to you again until uh, I come back. back. I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah, yeah. go back. Yay! That's the solution. <laughs> oh, no, a, a, as is part of the country is fucking gorgeous. I understand why he lives there. 
we found this cute little freaking British hotel oh, that's got, nice. got shelob sized spiders in it, but I didn't care. Oh. Um, they were fucking big. Um, but it like, yeah, it's it's beautiful up there. It's so gorgeous. Freaking love it. Love it. Well, like, the country in general. Britain, Britain's got some good country. People. Good country. Your your city's really fucked up. <laughs> it's really fucked up. <laughs> I was watching the Clarkson's farm where they sang Caleb into London. Yeah. And uh dude, you uh here they're gonna start doing it here, but like you have to have apps for different apps for different parking, which is crazy, and you have to pay some fucking smog tax. You don't call it that, but it's a smog tax. Basically. Emissions, emissions, emissions. Oh, a carbon tax. A carbon mm. tax. And then different cars get to drive different speeds on the freeway. Like depending on what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. The size of the vehicle, right? It's something like that, but yeah, it's like a certain vehicle can drive faster than another vehicle there. Look, when World War Three starts, all I'm saying is just target London. <laughs> That's it. Oh the rest God. of us, we're pretty cool. The rest of us, pretty fucking chill. Just, just get uh, very chill, very chill. Like very cool people. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Oxford's fun. It's beautiful too. I love Oxford. Very nice. Oxford, mm, Cambridge, very area. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really nice. uh, um, next one. Viper six for twenty seven ninety nine Canadian says, "Hey Gary, did Mrs. N show you the email I sent a couple weeks ago? I shipped you a three point seven five inch action figures of you as Mahler and Drinker on cardbacks, but UPS Ooh. lost them. Oh. If you guys like them, I'd be happy to remake them. Let me know. Thanks." And that was Viper. I six. got one. Oh, I got one of me. Is that the same one? Uh, maybe I got one. I showed it off on uh, on a uh, a square up. It's freaking awesome. Unless how, Sam how did you just... drinker and as and those are the ones. Fuck those guys. Me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I'll find. <laughs> yeah, send me the tracking. Like maybe we can figure it out. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And, and I'm sorry that got lost. That's terrible. But I got one. It's it's freaking rad. Um, um yeah. As his wonky eyebrow has gifted five nerdrotic memberships for $25. And Braz Monkey did the same, gifted five oh. nerdrotic memberships for $25 as well. Thank you, Braz My Monkey. Boys. As his wonky eyebrow. I'm not going to um, say gifties. That's gay. Gifties. Thank you for the gift membership. <laughs> uh, Josh Kelsey has dropped $19.99 and says nothing. That's Josh. That's Josh. Chad. Only Chad. says something when he needs to say it. Uh, Gerhalt with a hundred dollars says, I can't, I can't believe that you were late. Don't you know that this is the only thing that brings Boogie Joy into his life? Great EFAP, long man. Keep doing what you all do. That was depressing, dude. I could, I tried to watch you guys, and I, I just, it's like with as covering DSP, I just, I'm like, that's just fucking sad. It was the best EFAP I've ever been part of. It was amazing. I was driving at the time, so I didn't want to miss it. So I had to turn it off. I, I wanted to watch the visuals of him as well. Um, it is equally one of the most disgusting EFAPs that ever existed. <laughs> and the one that I'd probably recommend to a lot of people. Because <laughs> let me just say, like, the EFAP fans have uh, been saying it's one of their favorite episodes in a long time. It's just... It was very good quality. Had great people on who knew what the hell they were talking about, except for us. And uh, I'm just kidding. 
And it's somebody with massive addiction, impulse control issues was given, basically won the lottery. And uh, mm. that, I mean, that's what it is. And, and just didn't know what to do with it. And it's a lot of untreated depression going on there. It's very sad. Well, it's being treated. It's just. Is he getting help? Is is Boogie well, like therapy? Oh, medicated. Let's just say medicated. He's got oh, a therapist. Medicated. Pain rabbit hole that it would take. Yeah, it's explain to you. Like, yeah, it's, like it's a band-aid solution for a bigger problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, medication's never going to help you. Sorry, I'll be Scientology on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. You need to get like proper therapy. Proper ther- therapy Therity? and work through your shit. Therapy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but right. let's, let's yeah. just mask it. Yep. Me, me and my friend, when we're traveling back from the gym last night, we were actually talking about uh, advertising on American TV mm-hmm. and uh, how to us as Brits, it was utterly insane that you could put on advert on the American TV and it'd be like, hey, are you depressed? Buy this drug that yeah. we've got. Uh, you know, are you this? Buy this drug that we've got. Because, you know, in the UK, we have the NHS, we have national healthcare, national which we pay for through national insurance. It's not free, you know, uh, it's called something called national insurance. We pay every single uh, month. And uh, uh, yeah, it's just crazy for us because we, we, you know, we get ill or whatever. We, unlike Canada, we don't go there and get fucking euthanized. Uh, we go there and they say, right, you've got a cold. Uh, here's some amoxicillin and it's seven pounds or eight. No, I think it's eight ninety nine now. Eight ninety nine for a two week course of amoxicillin. Right there, boom. So in, 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 we were talking about how it, it psychologically must infect people that they must be medicated. We very rare and and yeah. you know if because if, of the national insurance, you're feeling down and stuff like that. National healthcare, we we go to the doctors if you're feeling down. You know, oh, okay, you know, it sounds like you you might have a little bit of depression here a little bit. We're going to put you on this course of this. It gets treated very early on. Um, but in America, it doesn't. And so you have this like massive homeless ec- uh, epidemic of, of people out in the streets with, with untreated mental illness. And it's and well, that's that, when you get your... Comes from the opiate. Well, I mean, there's always homeless. There's always going to be homeless. There's homeless sure. in the UK too. But um, the, the, w- that stems from the opioid crisis. And you're right. It is, it's insane that we're not allowed to sell cigarettes. There's no cigarette ads here in America. They're illegal. But you can sell... You can have fucking, you know, there, there was oxy ads. There was but yeah, like back yeah. in the day, there's fucking ads for uh, most of the ads are from big pharma nowadays that yeah. I see. I, I don't watch many ads, but I'm, it, it's like when they pop up on Tubi or whatever. And it's, it's fucking, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that, that's, that's the only time I see them. And it's some fucking drug for something. Absolutely right. As it's, it's insane. And, and we are heavily over medicated. And now, you know, I think that I think it should be legal. I just don't think you should use it is, you know, weed weeds legal everywhere now and everywhere I've seen it legalized. That area has gone downhill. So what do you do? I'm not saying it should be illegal, but it certainly hasn't helped society. So in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, Justin Trudeau actually made all drugs legal. Yeah, uh, the Canadian government is making uh, cocaine machines. Uh, yep. As long as you have a certain percentage of it, uh, per uh, amount of it, as long totally as you fine. have enough <clears throat> just to do and not to sell, you can literally have anything on you. And they also took away the laws that you can't be doing drugs in front of children. Yep. They took away the laws that you can't be shitting on the street yep. because they said it's a stigma. Yeah, 
That's what's keeping oh, okay. these junkies from getting better because we've made it look bad to have these drugs on them. And BC, if you watch uh, the documentaries by Aaron Gunn, Canada is dying and Vancouver is dying. We are fucked. Yeah, like, uh, uh, you know that the in LA. Legal, cocaine <laughs> we have legal, the largest we'll open drug dead. market in Vancouver. Yeah, it's it, insane. It, the only thing that kept me from fucking dying from meth and cocaine was the fact that it was illegal and it was hard to find period wow. and wow. and yeah I, I think you got to draw the line with certain drugs i hate laws i'm I'm very much uh libertarian borderline anarchist kind of dude don't like centralized government at all but um yeah i've seen it kill too many of my friends too well, many people, too many people. Go wrong. i know so oh. uh, but this is a country that's you know in the euthanasia so they're just yeah. trying to decrease the surplus population give them all the coke they want and they'll be dead well, they're making it legal next year that if you're an addict, you're susceptible for maids. So yeah. if you're a junkie, oh. they can just fucking kill you. Yeah, they they started it with kindness, but it's it's for everything. And an addict can't be making a decision to kill themselves. No, and they're, 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 they're going to. a lot of them are going to. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, 100%. No 100%. Well, it's the first uh, death right now shit. in Canada. It's probably going to be number two next year. Maybe number one. Oh, next year. Number yeah. one, right? The only you thing that works. People with mental health issues, and then you give them the option to end it all. What could possibly go wrong? The only yeah. thing I've seen work is AA and NA, and I've seen absolutely. I've seen the most fucked up people get turned around. Hey, hey, hey. I'm gonna let you into a little secret. I'm gonna let you into a little secret. Okay. Do you know? Do you know who the carbon is that they want to get rid of? It's us. It's you. Oh. Mm. We're the, the carbon they want to get rid of. Die. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember when Justin Trudeau got elected and all of us were like, yay, it's a Ken doll. Yay. He yay! loves everybody. Everything yeah. was great. I have a fucking picture of us with him. We're like, yay. And then it was like, oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh no. We've elected Pride Hitler. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, ladies, you just screwed over your right to vote. We gave you the right to vote. And then you <laughs> it in. She fell for she's like, he's so cute and everything. He doesn't look a little bit like Fidel Castro, but he's still cute. That uh uh, <laughs> Vinyl Morpheus for $9.99 says, question for the Soskas. Can we please get some body horror in Yara's volume one? I'm psyched to, to see some horror in the comic scene again. Oh, thank ah. you. I can't, well, go ahead. Yes, yeah, there's of course body horror. There's a fucking crazy scene in there. If we wrote Yara for um the big two, we would have been censored. We put yeah. things in there that were like, oh, just to feel out Eric, he's going to hate this. He loved it. Yeah. He said go more. He was, <laughs> more. He was such a cool boss. Oh, yeah. With Black Widow, no restraints play. We were very restrained. We yeah. had to not do things in certain issues to build up the allowance to do it in further issues. Okay. But uh, one of the big things that they said is Natasha can never uh, be like Punisher. Yeah. Nobody can ever be screaming for mercy and be killed <gasps> still. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was good. Is that only one arm ripped off? Or I can't tell. The Both other. arms. So that guy, uh, he, he was uh, part of a child sex trafficking ring. And one of the girls that he tortured, he chopped both of her arms off. Chopped her arms off. Fucking yeah. good. Yeah. 
piece so, of shit. So when Natasha meets her, she promises her revenge. Yeah. So then when she meets him, she chops his fucking arms off. And then at the very end, she's got new arms from Tony Stark for her so she can become her own superhero. Does it, Natasha also, it, it, it's on fire. She whispers yeah. to the little girl when she, she goes back. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just thinking, she's saying, I cut his fucking arms off. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> murdered him. Don't you ever yeah. have nightmares? You know that him. guy that cut your arms off? Well, I cut his arms off and fucking killed him. Yeah, <laughs> and she's also saying one day when you're old enough, you'll be cutting arms off for another yeah. little girl. <laughs> yep. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to check that out. Yeah, the art in that book is really good too. That is like yes. some good art. I like what they did with Cap in the beginning. Even yeah. like. Yeah. I'll be real. I hate Sick Great Empire with every pore in my body. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Fucking yeah. you hate must it. read comments. You guys dealt with it really well. So <laughs> thank you. We wanted it to be a big difference. How I always feel Natasha dumps herself down for the Avengers. Yeah. She's more of sure. a mother. She's less violent. And if the Black Widow movie started with Scarlet changing the way her body moved and then speaking in a Russian accent, you'd be like, Oh shit! She like, was just pretending to be your little sex fan. As she see, she's actually a murderess. Yeah, like at the end of a uh, uh, Usual Suspects. Yeah, exactly. So we wanted mm. it to be like a weekend. Like she goes back and checks on Cap after. Like, oh, are you still having her? I remember someone said mean thing to you. It really hurt your feelings. Yeah, and meanwhile <laughs> she's like decimated Madripoor, and it doesn't even affect her. Like nah. that's just another mission for her. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end, she, I mean, oh, I shouldn't say. Just in case anyone wants to read yeah, it, but it's just that, that last panel where she's she's on the rooftop, yeah. and then she kind of does the scream, yeah. and then the next thing, she's kind of got a smile on her face, and yeah. it's just sort of like, kind of got it out of my system. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she's like, I'm back, baby. I'm yeah. back. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, we got Andre. Great. It's Steve. fucking great. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, and thank you, everybody who picked it up. I think more people are buying it now than when it first came out. So, guys, thank, thank you. It's legit. It's legit. Really good fucking stuff. I like really you guys legit. so much. I It's making me throw up in my mouth a little bit. I gave <laughs> Marvel money because I had, you know, as forced me to do this. So I'm like, yeah. I'm on the road. I actually did buy a used one. It didn't come in in time. So I fucking went to Kindle. Because comicsology is gone, I fucking it's an abomination. Kindle, digital comics are abomination. Buy the hard copy, but you can you can go on eBay. You can go somewhere else. You can buy it. There's this paperback out there that you can buy. But motherfucker, I read that on Kindle, and uh, I'll never do that again. Just Bless for you guys, I did it. Appreciate you, Gary. Comics on Kindle. Old man <laughs> yells at Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> Should be your first short. <laughs> great. Do you need a director attached? I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Andre C28 for $19.99. Who wants a movie that'll be focusing more on pronouns? As does. As, As does. For sure. As I does. fucking love that shit. <laughs> uh, Therio God of Rage for $20 says love to the Sasuke sisters I'm more of a Thor and Cosmic Marvel fan but they made me genuinely appreciate Black Widow with no restraints play love the book how did you feel about the Electra in the Daredevil show as fans <sighs> Jen is a huge Daredevil fan. Do you want to start spinning a sigh while you explain? <laughs> I, do. I actually I do spin sigh. Woo! Yeah. 
Whoa. I, I learned obsessed I with learned Daredevil. Braille and Psy uh, for to marry Matt Murdock one day, still working on it. He, there's the a only, lot of paper cuts. The only thing I really liked <laughs> in season two was that Matt was dating Karen and Electra at the same time. Yeah. Such a he's move. such a Catholic, but he's the shittiest Catholic in the <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah. I love yeah. season two. I fucking uh, love it. I, I love it. I I feel that. Well, I, I I liked it a lot better than the the Bat Flick film, but I really feel that Electra. They always try to make her this sad, crying person, but she's crying because she's like insane. Yeah, she's like insane. she is not right in the head. She's no, very, she's really fucked up. Yeah. yeah, and I never, I feel that they always try to make her a little bit too soft. But yeah. the scary thing is that uh, because of her circumstances, because of her privilege, because of what she's been through, she is a dark person. She's yeah. never going to be the perfect like Catholic wife for Matt Murdock. She's yeah. always going to be a little she's bit destined damaged. to die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, she was never supposed to carry on. She was no. supposed to nope. be one and done. She was supposed to be emotional baggage, but she came back. That bullseye thing was fucking great. Oh, uh, bullseye was amazing. The one thing I would have changed is at the very end when Matt and Kingpin were fighting, if Vanessa would have just been like, oh, and they both would have looked at her and she would have dropped dead and Bullseye would have thrown something. And the last shot is his face going Bullseye. That would bullseye. Be sick. <laughs> oh, that been, and, and some blood would have gone on the, his painting. Yeah, the white painting. in a snowstorm. So in the next season, he could be looking at the one re little red dot and be like, ooh, yeah. I'm even more mm. of a prick now. Season three, <laughs> is the, season three is really good. I got, that's the only thing I have problems with is season three. I, I I I hate Daredevil not being in his costume. I fucking hate it. I couldn't <laughs> stand it. Uh, but uh, it's going to be better than She-Hulk and whatever they do. I, I did miss the DD. I wanted to see the DD on. Yeah. Those, isn't it? You yeah. know. Uh, I've been going back and watching. Like season one is the greatest thing ever done with superheroes. Oh my god! Sorry, I've got great news. What's that? Marvel Studios. Are making a Daredevil TV series called Born Again. No. It's going to be eighteen episodes long. Is it called they've Born already Again? filmed. They've already filmed eight of the. On oh, two seconds. What? Everyone. Um, they fired everybody and canned the eight episodes. <laughs> 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 Because they made it a legal procedural <laughs> where Daredevil doesn't even put his costume on until episode four. Episode four. Because he quit being Daredevil. It sounded gay and lame. It did. Uh, uh, foggy and Karen supposedly off screen, so he's dealing with uh, that. Foggy died off screen, foggy. apparently, or Car Karen and Foggy both died off screen. They weren't going to be in the show. Well, you know what's no, fortunate? The aliens freeing us. You know it's for oh I know fuck but fortunately uh the MCU died on screen uh this weekend. Many people didn't watch it, but it did actually happen on screen with the Marvels. So there's that. Uh next X-ray girl. Uh Rabbi Shlomo Bergstein for $20 says, Can't wait for the fantabulous emancipation of Silver Surf Her. <laughs> An equitable Fantastic Four. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be like Greta Thunberg, Silver Surfer. She's going to come and destroy the planet for climate change and just want to kill the humans. So, Yay. I'll do. Yeah, I'll fuck it up. 
uh, Nutcase for 30 euro says, would have honestly watched just eight episodes of Ray Stevenson talking then all the painful Ahsoka scenes. Uh-huh. Yes. Without that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke Devil 95 for $20 says, in addition to being put in charge of Star Wars Creative, I hear Dave is also working on a book called How to Succeed in Life by Creating Abject Failures, a true Hollywood story. Get those pre-orders in now. Nice. That sounds good. I like it. I like I it. it. I, I agree <laughs> that. Holy shit. Jay Mack. Are you at that oh, one now? Working. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm on my phone, but I got to keep it away from the soundboard or you get the <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go man going, uh, it's uh, J Mac has gifted uh-huh. 100 Nerdorotic memberships. Wow! For $500! Wow. J Mac! I guess too. Holy shit. Dang. Thank you. The chat Woof. thanks you. I thank you. Woof. Damn. What's Holy your crap. favorite? Pot of ice and Jay. Yeah, Jay. That's your favorite <laughs> pot of ice and... Blood Ruth's tits. Hey! They're nice. They're nice. They're yeah. nice. Uh, Samuel Ariton for $19.99. Thank you very much. Because I feel like one integral problem with many fantasy franchises is they have mythos inspired by religion in some way. And those currently writing the stories openly despise the concept. The Silmarillion, Star Wars, uh, Wheel of Time, etc. I don't know. It's well, uh, Yes, Star Wars Eastern Religion, okay. Wheel of Time, don't know. Uh, definitely Tolkien is based in, in Christianity and Catholicism. Catholicism. Definitely the themes are there. But as somebody who doesn't practice Catholicism, I don't sense it. I know they're like they talk about the one God, but that that Christianity doesn't own the one God concept, by the way, and it's really actually subtle. It's very subtle uh, the 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 themes of Tolkien, and he doesn't do any allegory at all. The man's serious about it, or was serious about it. Um, yeah, you you are free to. Well, I mean, Dune is uh, what. Islam, right? They talk jihad and all that stuff. Uh, but that's that's what fantasy is, though. Fantasy is based on our mythology. Uh, but you can base it on, the, the, like, there's other mythology that was considered a serious religion, including what the Greeks practiced and the Romans stole. And, you know, uh, and if you want to go in the rabbit hole, the worship of Saturn, like, you can do that stuff, too. Yeah. That's stuff that's not, but it does. Yeah. Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Fantasy, for it to work, it has to be connected to our world somehow in a very loose way for it to feel like what it is. It's supposed to be mythology. It's That's that's how Tolkien didn't set out to create fantasy, which he didn't technically. Robert E. Howard was doing that stuff before him. But um, he set out to create a mythology for England. That's what he did. It's supposed to take place on, uh, on, on this planet 8,000 years ago, somewhat, uh, give or take. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's, uh, but you can make your own religion if you want, mm-hmm. you can make up your own religion. Longism. Longism. Hey. I think longism would be I good. Practice that religion. Mm. <laughs> Size queen. 
<laughs> Somebody said Dune is like, uh, yeah, environmental. I, I don't know. I, I've only watched the Dune movies. I've tried to read the book uh, 10 times, and I just don't. It's like, nope. I know. June, isn't Dune about actually not necessarily going blind faith with... Um, Yes, following you know, following or, or falling into that sort of uh, worship of a of an individual. There's there's lots of this, this thematical aspects. Of I doing agree. Quite the chat says being a uh, uh, what is it? it's all fun and games says being versed in your cultural mythology definitely makes you a better writer and creator, even if Gary doesn't know it. <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> It does. What, was Perry in there? Yeah, Perry's around. I see him. Yeah, he's in the chat. Hi, Perry. Hi, Perry. I, I was, I'm a Lutheran. I'm not a Catholic. All right, give me a break. Well, that's what I was confirmed. That's the church of, which is, you know, Catholic light. Because we're the ones who brought the Bible to the people. Oh, that's sick. Do you guys do Christmas? Uh, yeah, I do. Well, I do, I do Christmas. I love Christmas. I love Christmas, too. Yeah, Christmas is neat. Halloween is obviously the best, but Christmas is yes. Yes. Yeah, Subtender Drotic, ignore Dan Vask. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Vask hates Christmas. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. And he eats kittens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. After seeing the Marvel, I think that's a plus point right now. So. <laughs> Belle, I wasn't talking to you. No, Belle. You're so safe. Dune, in Dune, it says the chat says in Dune the Catholic Church is merged with Buddhism. Okay, I I I, I don't know. Uh, we can ask Danica when we have her back. She'll know. Oh, yeah, yeah, she'll know. Or Chris Gore. Chris Gore will answer your question if he's still in the chat. Uh, I believe the Marvels was a good movie of 120 minutes about women and their complex nature as well. One's hero is one villain, but Disney can't show women weak and fragile. So we got this says deep trip for 400 yen. Um, That's the problem. That's the whole point of the MCU is, uh, you know, I always get accused. Obviously I hate women, but um, I mean, aside from that, Uh. uh, they do because they're not portrayed as women and it's not Mm -hmm. appealing to women because they're not women. They're, they're doing bad impressions of men. Yeah. There was maybe a good movie in there. And if you're going to try and bring together the pieces they've given us so far, I don't mean... You, you're going to think I'm just trying to be mean or trying to make a joke, but I would unironically try and push Captain Marvel's quite an egomaniac from what we've seen. We can use that. Yeah, You have Miss Marvel. You know, she hero worships her. Mm-hmm. But her arc in the film can be coming to understand that that's a mistaken worshipping. And yeah. the person she thought Captain Marvel was may not be there, but that she can become that. They played with people. that for all of 30 seconds. Yeah. Right. They didn't even really, like, you know, they don't really commit, right? But, like, Captain Marvel has abandoned so many things. Uh, we've said on streams before, she's kind of like a coward. She's she's kind of only turning up in places. And I was, I was thinking, I was pulling this together, because I was like, holy shit, it's kind of a pattern here. It's like, why doesn't she spend more time at Earth? Why is she getting married on that one planet? She's still diplomacy, doing stuff with the scrolls. Like, why is all that happening? But she doesn't care about Earth. When the jump points away and all the important stuff happens. And it's like, what if the film, when you first see them on the scroll planet and like all the scrolls love her and say she's amazing, she's so kind, she's so intelligent, she so takes care of everything, great diplomat. And all the characters are like, oh, 
well, that's good, I guess. I was like, why don't you do it for Earth? Then we go to that planet she got married on, and they were like, oh, she's amazing. She's so strong. She's so powerful and smart and funny. And she's got like shrines to her, and they all worship her. And it starts to get a little weird. It's kind of like, you know, they, they don't, they know you're like a normal person, right? Like, and then she's like, yeah, I know. It's just, you know, it's just that they're a bit quirky, these cultures. And then you like go to the third planet, and everyone's doing the exact same thing again. And, you know, you have like Monica and um, Kamala start to be like, do you not come to earth because like earthlings just like don't like you is that why like you and and she's like no i what do you mean and like we can discover that she's like she's not special on earth because we've got so many heroes already and um and like you know when they have their big blowout argument they can be like do you even know like what iron man's name is <laughs> and she can be like yeah it's it's a uh, stark i think <laughs> you could be like, and then and then they could ask you like, do you know who Natasha Romanov is? And then she could be like, why does it matter? And then you'd be like, you don't know anything about what happened on Earth. You even care about Earth at all? And then you can just gradually unravel the story is that yeah, she doesn't care about Earth because Earth doesn't care about her, yeah, and that's that the only reason she goes to these other planets. And then she goes back to Earth and meets Rogue. Yes, yeah, fucking kills her. Well, for the next scenario, I was actually gonna scene, move this into eventually anybody. like. I, th I think it would have been cool if in the end of the film we find out that she'd have to give up her power to reignite Hala's son. Mm -hmm. Right? And then she like says no. Wait, that's, and... that sounds like you're wanting the hero that's to sacrifice. She says for... no, though. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's, that sounds about right. I was going to say, it would sound about right. And that would make like, you know, Kamala be like, so you're, you're not even close to the person I thought you were. And then she was like, I've saved like a thousand planets. You guys have no fucking clue. You have no idea what you're talking about. I'm amazing. You know, that sort of thing. And then I was like, fuck it. Let's unravel her into then making her like an Avengers level threat. And, uh, That'd you know, like you have to get like Doctor Strange and some others to. We, we need to, you know, she's out of control basically, and we don't know what she's going to do next. And if they, if they brought back the male Captain Marvel, that's exactly what they do with them. Marvel, yeah, that's what they did. Like, did he's, Icarus? He's he's up any, they Eternals. just change things a little bit, just a little bit. Just it's wild bit. how much, um, how much that's it can that's, work with all the pieces. That's a better that story. That's and a then, much um, story. Well, and it's funny because it's reflected in a lot of the way they write a lot of the female characters. You know, Kamala gets the second bangle. She says, like, these were meant for me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you understand that that's like a villain line. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I've gotten the powerful. Because, like, wouldn't it be way cooler if she said these were meant for, like, some fucking godlike being to wreak havoc on the universe, but they've ended up with me? Fuck it! I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna you know. I'm gonna do right with these. I'm gonna make good things instead of being like, yeah, they were meant for me because I'm so special. <laughs> but that's that's the intersectionality. That's right yeah. there. It's I I deserve this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why that's why so many of the comics have failed in in their revamping is because the heroes are written as villains because the people who are writing them don't understand heroes because they're not one. They don't think yeah. that way. In actual fact, they detest them. They detest everything about your Batmans, your Supermans, your Spidermans, that they want to turn it and change it. So you literally have a real-life industry of villains writing heroes as villains and turning people off from their comics and then going, how dare you, like a villain would, and then going, if it won't work on the comics, we'll put it on the big screen then. And then, mm -hmm. then they do that, and then it fails, and then they go, you racists, you bigots, <laughs> you homophobes, just like a villain! <laughs> you know, what, what, I, I don't know, I'm just a...
I'm just a fucking crazy. I'm just a cracker. Right. Uh, <laughs> best name I can think of is gifted five neurotic memberships for $25. Oh, so Cheers. I'm not going to say gifties because that's. Weird. Weird. Gizatron or Gizatron? Oh, no. Don't. Please, God, don't. I want to say Giz. I'm gonna say no. Gizzy, Gizzytron, Gizzytron. Uh, for three thirty ninety nine Australian says morning, y'all. Hail morning. Oh, that's right. You're an upside down Good land. Good day. Good day. Good day. Uh, it's probably summer now for you guys. No, spring. Uh, spring. No, yeah, yeah, spring in Australia. Spring, minute, yeah. yeah. I heard there's a heat wave in Brazil. That sounds nice. It's freezing yeah, here. It's, it's probably all the shanty neighborhoods caught on fire it's the kinetic energy from the children running after dan vask dan vask <laughs> <laughs> they get more active this time of year yeah, it's <laughs> generated more heat and it's and dan vask has to make sure all his family members are ransomed by christmas <laughs> <laughs> uh drunken finn for 50 british pounds that's proper money Says the moment I heard I love nerds from the Soska sisters direction, I immediately went, Yay, as still has hope. Oh, <laughs> no, Jason no. Richardson for $20. Madam Webb There's will no. be fire. Remember this super chat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, Blackest Night Light is gifted 10 nerdrotic memberships. Cheers. Mark K for $25 says, having Dave Filoni as the Disney Star Wars helm is like watching every episode of Inspector Gadget. At the end of each episode, Thrawn can say, I'll get you next time, Ahsoka. Next <laughs> oh. time. <laughs> With shit hottie meowing loudly. <laughs> uh, Gary, one of the things that sort of blow my mind about the takes on Filoni is like, you see, the problem with Ahsoka was there was just not much much happening. So season two, that's where it's going to be at. And it's like, but it's not just that. Of what did happen was horrifically written. Yeah. So if, if lots of big things happen, that's not good. Like, it's going to be written by him. No, like, but every series is something will happen next Disney series. We promise. We're setting up for something to happen next series. Yeah, every yeah. every show is a setup for the show after, which is a setup for the show after. So after you, which you know, we, we, we would like some fucking we'll payoffs, see. please. Some payoffs, something. Put it in the fucking vault for 10 years. Don't do make you know, it. Do you know what the payoff for the MCU is right now, Gary? Um, They're going to get rid of fucking Kang. I, I was going to say on the 21st <laughs> next month for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the twenty fifth for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, I just noticed that X ray girl. What the date is? Okay, it's twenty first. It's YouTube payday, by the way. If you don't know that, it's oh, YouTube not, not for us. Oh, sorry. I'm like, did, am I supposed to know something? <laughs> twenty twenty fifth. No, X ray girl. You're not supposed to know anything. Just sit there and look pretty. It's okay. 25th a joke, by the way. Jeez, light up, Francis. <laughs> Francis. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, these are these are the last two we're gonna do. Square. I'm actually gonna do square up on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving special. Square up. Uh, Kaiser Franz Joseph on the Streamlab side. Two parts for twenty four dollars and three cents. It's very specific. Thank you very much. 
Uh, part one of two. Hail the real BBC and hail the silverback. Oh, my mic blew up. Sorry about that. Uh, question for the panel. If you had to decide how Doctor Who should continue, what would be your decision? Decide, uh, besides removing the timeless children, and what would be your plan for the next five years of Doctor Who? Well, uh, you guys got another hour? Because yeah. we can do <laughs> stream, dude. That's I not a question. It's a stream. I have a second question for you. I want to start reading comics and would like to know if you guys can recommend me some comics from DC and Marvel. What kind uh, with kind regards and greetings from Austria, Emperor Franz Joseph. Thank you. That one right there. Um a great starter comic for Marvel is the Marvels. Yeah. Busiek. Alex Ross, if you've never read comics, I think that's a great little starter. So to start with the Marvels. With DC, when you're starting out, Sonny, it's difficult because it's, it's all really DC. It depends on which characters you gravitate towards more. Are you Batman more, Year One, Man of Steel? Batman Year One, Man of Steel are good like little entries into into uh, DC. I think. Yeah. John Burns, Man of Steel. John Burns. I mean, I would I would say year one on onwards anyway, but yeah, with Batman. But if you're just starting out, you go to Batman and Superman, and you know, if you really want to go hardcore, then go to the Golden Age and get the Omnibus and start reading from the beginning. That's where that's where I usually tell people to start with Marvel. If you want to go hardcore, go get the Fantastic Four Omnibus for about a hundred bucks. I would start say though, if you want something grounded. A little bit more realistic, grounded, but still superheroes, still got that vibe going on. Get Mike Grell's Green Arrow run. Mm, it is so it is good. sublime. Absolutely sublime. That. So good. Start with the Longbow Hunters and then go all the way through. And he goes to about... No, do not read Killing Joke first. No. Do not no. read Killing Joke first. No. You can read Killing Joke sometime. But that'd be like me going, you want to get into comics? Read The Watchmen. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, because you go fuck these superheroes. <laughs> so, um, V for Vendetta but, as well. If you pick up V for Vendetta, that's, that's Vendetta a great little great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would fantastic. also say Welcome Back, Frank by Garth Ennis is such a nice little fucking story. If you're like, Will I like the Punisher? So good. Yeah. It's so good. And it's Self, funny. Self-contained too. And it's got a beautiful little cameo from Daredevil where they discuss the theories of what Frank does and what Matt does. And it's really mm -hmm. well done. Yeah. It's really cute. If you like extreme violence and mutilation, it's a good time. It's cute. It is. Yeah. Oh, we should cute get violence. Hitman then from DC. That's Garth Ennis, John McCrae. That's yeah. Well, that's, that's what got uh, him the job. Yeah, yeah. That's they're both little precursors to the boys. So yeah. I love the boys. Good issue where he's talking, talking to Superman and the sort of getting just kind of gone through some stuff. And then Superman's like, cheers, man, flies off. And he's like, no problem. <laughs> and just fucking gets his target and shoots his target dead. Really, it's really quite funny. I think. Mm. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap it up, folks. It's been a great show. Uh, having a good, by the way, a record show. Right. So we had a record. And Nearly 12,000. Wow! No, over 12,000. Did you get over? We went over. Yeah. Yeah, we yep. 12.5 at one point. 12.8. So. 12.8. Holy mm -hmm. shit. So, uh, yeah, uh, you guys have been uh, wonderful. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, the, this, it, let's just round out the year like this. Lots of wins. 
We're going to watch Woke Hollywood lose, and then they're not going to be able to put out in the movies because they stopped making shit for six months because they went on strike of fucking morons. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, what do you have coming up? Exude Goo. Oh, uh, tonight I have Nick Weiser on DadCast, which will be at 6 p.m. Eastern. So check that out on Poor Choices. P-O-U-R Choices. Awesome. And it was great seeing you. And you hung out with our family. And you didn't go crazy. So I love your I love your family so much. So, yeah, happy to get to finally meet the, the kids. Uh, JT's a trip. So JT's got a real quick, quick story, quick story. He's got this TV that comes out of a console, oh, yeah. right? It pops up. He, he JT's kind of like uh, autistic MacGyver. Uh, he like can <laughs> fix anything. So this TV, it's like a a, a huge, you know, four K TV, and 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 you press a button and it comes out out of the cabinet. He built it out of spare parts that he found in a garage from a garage door opener and just some scrap. Wow, like yeah. Tony Stark. Yeah, the house we're yeah. in, he built by yeah. himself. JT, I'm waiting for wow. the robot. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, so now you know why we invite him to our house every Christmas, and we're like, hey, "Could you work on a couple things for us, please?" <laughs> He's very handy. I got handy. some shit that needs doing, dude. Do you want to pop over to the UK? <laughs> dude, he can. He can uh, work on boats, work on cars. He can build a house. He can build a deck. He can, yeah, work with fiberglass. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy what that guy can do. I can and, uh, cook toast. Yeah. I can kind of work on a car. That's about as far as it goes. So as can go viral <laughs> with pro well, sh- rants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a skill, right? Uh, what do you got coming up? Mahler? You know, I'm only, I'm just going to promote that recent EFAP. It's a, it's a complete disaster, a tornado of disgusting horrors, but it's pretty fucking funny. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, as joined us for that one, along with a bunch of other guests. And we uh, we delved into the history and the current state of Boogie 2988. And what a tornado <laughs> of horrors that was. And a bit, you might say. It's on the, it's on the Moolah channel if you want to go check it out. Awesome. Uh, can we? Are we talking about what we got coming up or are we not talking about that? I guess we're not talking about it. Okay. <laughs> With the current state of it, Gary, it's not a guarantee right now. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, not the, not though. Thing, but the other thing. Wait, there's more than how many things? There's the things. There's things. Do you talk about oh. next week's EFAP? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much set. Gary will be coming on the next EFAP, hopefully, if, if things hopefully. work out. If things work out. And don't forget, uh december 17th which is technically a day before the 20th anniversary mm-hmm. uh sunday december 17th we're doing the 20th anniversary stream for return of the king okay oh, oh, nice. Nice. Ooh, nice it'll be fun i'm gonna make everybody watch all three can't just watch return of the version. king no, no, no extended right? versions you gotta carve out you know 12 hours yes eat lambda spread <laughs> yes and lambus bread. Maybe potatoes. You can have some potatoes. Potatoes. Uh, thanks, Mahler, for being in and uh, bringing us that wonderful news about Dave Filoni. That was great. <laughs> great. As what do you got coming up, buddy? Uh, stuff and things. Um, Alpha Core is up on the Ripperverse. It's hit $1 million in less than two weeks. 
There's still two months on that campaign to run. And then next up, it's these ladies here with this lady here. February of 2024, uh, Yaira Winter has come. Uh, never mind coming. Uh, so... Um, <laughs> Ah. <laughs> uh really looking forward to that uh saucy sisters are legit so um i really hope that you go check out i mean check out no strengths play if you if you want to see what their work's like before going into yaira uh because that's only going to talk you into the building i promise you that uh, and yeah. uh yeah you've been great to have on today thank you so much indeed for your time uh and your energy uh which has been absolutely uh, well appreciated so thank you thank you so much for having us it's, we'll probably watch this back after because we watch you guys religiously in yeah. a non-creepy way i do it a little creepy i, I like creepy i do it creepy i'm in a good thank you, thank you. <laughs> i'd be disappointed if it wasn't creepy hey, at, least, photos. at least your winter is coming because we have learned recently that george r, r. martin uh hasn't written oh. Anything, <laughs> uh, dude. Anything on win wins a winner this year? Gareth, so thing. nuts. When I saw that it was like an update, it was a tweet. It was like George R. on wins a winner. I was like, oh my god, is it gonna be something? And then I read, I was like, you are joking. It's the fucking meme. He's not done anything again. <laughs> no, he did. He didn't write a single page. That's this so year. good. He's fucking so good. god damn it. Um. <laughs> Mm, so there's that but uh i decided to leave that i'm gonna probably go on a rant on my own on that one uh <laughs> ladies thank you for coming on uh, please check out their channel uh twisted twins studio it's linked in the description oh, subscribe you. watch their stuff uh it, it, well, i mean aside from yara is there anything else you want to shout uh out? We just did a sequel to George Romero's Night of the Living Dead called Festival of the Living Dead. It's 55 years after the initial zombie outbreak and everybody's kind of become very apathetic. They have a burning dead man festival where they go and party uh -huh. and laugh about zombies and spoiler alert, they come back. Oh, no. <laughs> When's that coming out? When's, is it That'll out? That'll be out in 2024. Yeah, okay. there's this thing that you guys might have not heard of, the, the strike that happened in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and we had some SAG actresses, really good ones. We have Cameron Vicondova. She played Catwoman in on Gotham. the Gotham series. And then we have Ashley Moore, who is in the night. Oh, I'm a, oh I know oh, her. I know, I I know she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, watched yeah. silly Gotham series for... The first four seasons. Yeah. Oh man, I was obsessed. I could, you could, you could do the shittiest Batman and Spider Man for years, and I'd be like, when can I have it? This is <laughs> it. I watch it, but no, I like what they did. Hopefully, it will be out around the same time as Yaira. Actually, I think January, February. Oh, right on. The Living Dead will be out. Ooh. I know they saw how successful Eric is like, and they're like, hold the movie, hold the movie. <laughs> And we have a lot in store for the Yaira campaign, by the way. Yeah. We pretend that we spoil things, but there's big things that are happening. Big things are happening. That's I it. guarantee you that's correct. But that's okay. just personal. I don't know anything, but I'm going to say yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll send it to you, Gary. We'll send everything we're up to. Awesome. Please do. <laughs> Now I'm going to blab it right after. That's the reason Az doesn't tell me anything. Oh, is I'm that true? Oh, it's funny because Az doesn't want to know any spoilers, so I don't, I don't. tell him anything. But I know well, I have, like, movies not released and stuff like that. I like, yeah, I like Az blabs more than I do. He he, gen he does. He will. I will. I fucking blab more than I do. I'm like a fucking vault, mate. <laughs> okay. I am a fucking vault. 
with some stuff. Don't you, ever stuff. Tell, don't you ever tell that secret, by the way. <laughs> Which one? Uh, oh, you know the one. I know them all. <laughs> That's hot. Talk more. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, thank you to the mod radics out there. You did a great job. Thanks to everyone who left super chat and donation. You'll help keep the lights on. Uh, thank you all. And hey, thanks for watching my last couple of videos. Yeah. Which, uh, are, one more question we should yeah. ask uh, <laughs> Sylvia and Jen because. We didn't talk about it at all, but that's okay because we'll just ask the most important question. Favorite character in all of Buffy and Angel? Oh, oh. Buffy! I, I came ready. She was ready. Hey. <laughs> ready. You know, we'll come back and we'll just do a Buffy. Do a Buffy stream. I always wanted to be Buffy, but I am. I'm Willow. I'm a little dark Willow. Yeah. But and Sylvia's glory. Glory's I, my girl. <clears throat> if I was a goddess that showed on earth, I'd be like that. I'd be like sexy and be like, hey, where's my key? The funny <laughs> thing about Buffy is <clears throat> we were always kind of made fun of for all the things that people like us for. And people were like, Are you watching Buffy? And I was like, fuck no. That's one more thing to be called and made fun of. And we saw Hush one day. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fucking mm. shit. And, Amazing. The gentleman, Camden Toy and Doug Jones, they're both friends of ours. They, buddies. Jones is awesome. Come on for uh, like a Buffy chat. They would be amazing to come on. Oh. And after oh, yeah. that, I was addicted. I just couldn't get enough Buffy. Yeah. I hook it to my effing veins. I used to tell people how I feel in Buffy episodes. Yeah. Like, how are you today? I'm like, I'm kind of the freshman. <laughs> like, I need to come back into my power and remember that I'm Buffy. You know, or sometimes someone fucked me over, sometimes literally, and it's the harsh light of day. And I'm yeah. like, Ugh. oh my God, Mahler's probably so happy right now. Oh, yeah. smiling, that's all. Just smiling. I have a theory, and I was like, I have a theory. It's a demon. A dancing demon knows something isn't right there. I got a theory. Some, Some kid, kid is dreaming, and we'll trap the dungeon right back to Broadway nightmare. Sorry, sorry, sorry guys. That's so all we good. To it up. That was so cute. When we get tired, we start go doing show tunes. It's either Buffy, Jesus Christ Superstar, or Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. That's oh yeah, yeah. Brain's shut down. Feed me <laughs> What about what about Rocky Horror? Rocky oh Horror. my gosh! Yowdy do I? So, so you've, you've met, met my <laughs> faithful handyman. No, yeah, he's just a little. Hell yeah! I know. We love, love it. it. We've I actually met the actors that we have. Like we, because we do horror, we get to nerd out with all the people that we we admire. But because we're directors, they don't realize we're nerds. So they're like, "I'll talk to them." Maybe it's a job. We're friends yeah, with Mel yeah. Campbell. <laughs> Man, she's so fun. Oh, the one who played Columbia. She's so. She is. You, the English are so funny. You haven't lived until she's. You've heard her tell someone to fuck off. It's off? Yeah. perfect. Yeah, she's great. Perfect. Yeah. That's who my when we did the production and uh when we were kids, that's who my wife played. She played Columbia. No! Oh, Mrs. Nerdic. She, like cool. she looked like she's was a really dead cool. ringer. That's awesome. And yes, Doug Jones in the chat, great actor, and they should just bring him back to play Silver Surfer. They should. He's such an unsung hero. He's such a fantastic actor, but he never gets the respect he gets. And nope. Shape of Water, he was literally the only person not nominated because right. it's easy to put on a costume. Abe yeah. Sapien gets laid. And for Doug Jones fans out there, there is a documentary for free called Doug is Love. And it goes into his whole thing because uh, he has a really interesting story. And if you're a fan of him, he's kind of adopts the fans. 
people who don't have families. He becomes like part of their like found family. Yeah, he is the greatest guy in the world. Never meet nice your guy. heroes unless it's Doug Jones slash or David Cronenberg or Sean Astin. Actually, yeah. every Hobbit is great. Every They're, Hobbit the is the Hobbits are fucking We're going to see them at LA Comic Con, X-Ray Girl, because all the Hobbits are going to be there. Oh, oh, we'll see them. Uh, yeah, I'll be at LA Comic Con in uh, two weeks. Two weeks with Chris Gore. Chris Gore, Comic Book Girl 19, X-Ray Girl will be there. Quarter Black Garrett's going to be there. Uh, uh, Polly Latino Slant, all the uh, film threat guys. Even even Ing the Merciless. The mighty Ing the Merciless. I Your finally dad. get to meet him after uh, he left for cigarettes. We really got, got to get out of here now, though, because thanks for staying. <laughs> we went a little over today. But it was such a good show. Yeah, yeah, that's what she said. Thank you, guys. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey. Ciao, everyone. Hey. I don't know if it's ending or not. I hit.